And we're live here at the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil. That would make me terrible, Troy. And I'm Annabelle Lecter. Mm -hmm. And we're joined by the fine fellows of Death Metal, which we're about to talk about. Mike Kusiak. Hey, hello. Hi. Hello. And Kyle Severin. How are you? Welcome. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Glad to be here. I, I will have to jump in very quickly, just a sidebar. The uh, the uh, roll call of guests that you've had on this before, I, I feel honored to be included in such a August host. Well, very yes, good. Well, cool cats, yeah. Yeah, we're happy to have you here. You're yeah. good Because yeah. I watched that movie. And I liked it very much. <laughs> Which one? Ours? Oh, this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I'm deeply pleased that you watched our movie and you liked it. <laughs> Otherwise, so, uh, you're on here for a different reason. <laughs> See how this goes. <laughs> so, thank you very much for having us on. This is a deep pleasure. Hello. Hi. Hello, everybody. Hello, yeah. So, Death Metal for people who haven't watched it yet. Can you give them an idea of what they would be in for? Um, death metal is, uh, I would say the primary influences are the original Evil Dead and uh, Fulci are kind of the two main ones. I, I mean, there's there's a lot of influences kind of sprinkled throughout. Um, you can kind of, I mean, if you're a horror nerd, you can kind of watch the movie and be like, oh, they're this idea, this idea, you know, da 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 but you know that's kind of the idea the core concept is a really scrappy independent on a budget but you know with a lot of heart uh kind of film like i mean again like the og evil dead but you know going for uh you know something that's you know a more serious i would say because i mean there are a lot of kind of heavy metal horror movies uh, in the world, and I've noticed that 100% of them veer in the direction of horror comedy. They immediately go in like kind of a campy direction. They're making fun of you know metal and the scene and that. Like that. Studio yeah. 666. Yeah. I would say like the first act or so of of our film is I I it plays it light because we want to joke around with the characters. We want to kind of poke fun at the scenes. You know, Kyle has a really funny scene on stage early in Act One. But when it gears us and it gets serious and now the characters are haunted, we stay in kind of the OG Evil Dead space where it's like we get like one or two lighter beats. But for the most part, it's like, no, these characters are doomed and now we're going to watch that. So, um, yeah, we're going for gross. We're going for scares. We're going for gore. Monsters. <laughs> Death metal. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, you said there's a few movies that, you know, combined uh, uh, music and, and horror, but I mean, they're all intertwined. I think I think there's a big crossover audience. If you're into death metal, you probably like horror. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's like I, not everybody who loves horror likes metal, but I have yet in my entire life to meet anyone who was a metalhead who didn't also love horror movies. I mean, there, there's an entire sub, I mean, you could say that death metal as a whole, as a genre, is the horror movie of, of music, in a sense. And I mean, it comes straight from the, the core guts of it. I mean, uh, you know, the very first time that the world heard metal was Black Sabbath, playing Black Sabbath on the album Black Sabbath. 
and we open with rain, a spooky bell, and Ozzy's telling us about the scary dark guy who shows up and spooks him. You know, it's it's right there from the beginning. And um, so, yeah, it, it feels like I'm a natural, you know, kind of the end. And ultimately, I made this film because my two favorite things in the entire world are horror movies and metal. And when I finally had a chance to make a feature film, I thought, you know what? Uh, I'm going to do a chocolate and peanut butter kind of match. I'm going to smoosh them together. So that's how we made a movie, and that's why we're sitting there. And I love that you played it serious. There's the fun stuff, but exactly what you said. Like, I, Studio 666 was a lot of fun. It had a great gore. Cool. And I know it's not metal, per se. Yeah, but yeah. It, it rock kind of vibe, right? And uh, right. I really, I think everything you've said is so, like, you could say, oh, it's kind of Evil Daddy. And that could feel really like, like a ripoff, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel that at all. It's like it has the elements of Evil Dead, but it's not like you're trying to make Evil Dead. It's not like that. I feel it's... Yeah, I've seen a lot of movies that try their hardest to just be Evil Dead, to just mm -hmm. like kind of do a, a rubbing of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the idea is to be influenced by something, but not to just be like, oh, well, I will, uh, here's the scene where this happens. And we have, uh, you know, the influence is very clear. Uh, I think that... Oh, the best laugh in horror come from features that played it straight. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree 100%. Yeah, there's, Great. I don't yeah. think there's a single moment in Return of the Living Dead where the characters actually like laugh at each other, but that's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Because um, yeah, the horror works great yeah. in Return of the Living Dead. I always think that the horror has to work for a horror comedy to, to work. Yeah, it has to be both. And uh, mm -hmm. I, again, like another influence in terms of the structuring of the tone of this movie was uh, Blair Witch in the sense that the first time I saw Blair Witch, I was actually in film school at the time. So watching three dopey film students go out in the middle of the woods with their yeah. Bolex and try to knock together a movie, I'm just like, oh, that's my life. And watching them kind of goof around and have fun, it makes <laughs> us like them. You know, and we're laughing along with this movie. It's a very funny movie right up until it's not. Yeah. And then well, it's like from this point forward, yeah. these characters are doomed. And you, the first act doesn't alleviate that. It just it makes us like them because we like people who make us laugh. So yeah. that's the idea of like the lighter moments when the you know the band members are bickering or Kyle's making fun of them or you know, stuff like that. Uh and then when things go south, then we're just like, oh no. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, Devin. Oh no, he's got a nose. We've all seen movies where you're really just watching to see the peoples get killed, and it's fun just to see him killed. But it means more if you're into the characters when things. This kind of thing too is like, I I love horror comedy as much as anybody else, and I love gore as much as anybody else. But I mean, I've read a, a million screenplays. I've seen a lot of horror movies where uh, you're not taking that time to establish the connection with the audience. And so it's just like, dude, he got his head chopped off with a chainsaw, bro. And it's just like, well, I mean, that's nice, but <laughs> right. I, I, unless you tell us why we care, then we don't care. Even, I mean, again, Whoever he was, Dead, yeah. Yeah, you don't even remember. I, I, again, looking at Return of the Living Dead, it's like, I mean, we don't get a, a, a amount of time with the punk rock kids who are kind of driving around, but like each of them are distinct enough. Yeah, each and they feel like, like a real group of people. and yeah. Like, uh, they, they make us laugh, and yeah. we understand who they are. So when they start to die, spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> it's like, like, we're just like, oh, no, suicide. Oh, no, that's <laughs> trash. So, 
anyway, that, that was the thought process. There was a very, uh, it, it, it was a measured idea in the construction of how this film came out. Yeah. And I, this is kind of a tangible of a Blair Witch. I see a lot of hate for Blair Witch today, but I think if you, if you weren't there when it came out, I don't think you can really like appreciate the movie because no, there was the no. buzz about it. It was true. like the right spot of the internet where it was around, but it wasn't, like if it was today, like everyone would know it wasn't a real movie, but there was this weird buzz. Like, is this, a, is this like a, is this just a legit thing? You didn't really know. And then since then we saw so much um, found footage. If you had seen, if you watch it now for the first time, after you've seen all these other found footage movies, it, I don't think it would hit you the same. Yeah. I think I, I, yeah, I, I deeply love the original Blair Witch. Uh, and, and again, like when, when that movie came out, like half the people I talked to, to hated it there's like oh it's worth thing ever blah i couldn't see anything i thought it was brilliant and i still do um i I've, to my mind it's one of the more deeply lovecraftian movies i've ever seen uh outside of actual lovecraft adaptations like reanimator you know from beyond xyz but it's like i mean just in terms of mood of uh the fear of the unknown uh I, I, yeah it's it's hard to top and you know the only mystery to my mind, of Blair Witch is why that movie didn't launch a million found footage movies in the same way that Paranormal Activity did. Because Paranormal Activity hits, and immediately that's the thing, where we see dozens of them, millions of them. Uh, why didn't that happen in 2000, 2001, 1999? I, I, I don't know. It's one of the mysteries of the universe. Yeah, a lot of people here. Uh, Horror Asylum marketing on Blair Witch was a masterclass. Yeah, uh, absolutely. From Jamie Hill from Skinnerink. Love Blair Witch. Hey. We're here to talk about death metal. So, uh, okay. <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> we can go back and forth. Kyle, how did you get involved in death metal? How long have you known Mike? Um, when did we shoot it? 2017. Is that right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Since then, um, it was weird. Somebody sent me uh, a post that Mike put out about wanting to do this movie and was looking for death metal band or bands. <clears throat> and uh, so, yeah, I answered it. I, okay. Because I had done a movie, I don't know, 10 years prior, <clears throat> maybe not that long. And uh, I was like, oh, it's kind of right up my alley and contacted them and <laughs> he told me it was about, and it was a kind of the same thing that I did. It was wanting to bring, yep, there it is. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we shot that in 2008, came out late 2010, but same thing, wanted to bring death metal and <clears throat> um, horror movies together a little more than, you know, the movies from the 80s and the 90s, Black Roses and Trick or Treat and stuff like that. <clears throat> and um, because being in a band, I've been, you know, touring the world. I do all these festivals and you always, you always see horror movies. Everybody's got horror movie patches. Everybody knows horror movies in the extreme metal world. But <clears throat> when I go to horror cons, cause I also do a lot of horror conventions, nobody's, nobody's familiar with death metal bands or, you know, not that much, certainly not as much as the other way around. So, you know, Hey, why not bring these two a little bit together? And I'm in both worlds. So, it'd be great for me for any opportunity to do it. So <clears throat> it just seemed like a cool thing. And I contacted him and, you know, right away he was like, like, are we talking about the incantation? <laughs> I think that's the way. He yeah. 
yeah, I'm, you know, the drummer for Incantation. I have been for many, many years. And uh, he's like, holy fuck. Well, I can't really have a movie called Death Metal if I didn't have a real death metal band in it. And I'm like, yeah, you know. He's like, there's no way I'd be able to pull the fans or pull one off on them. So <clears throat> we talked and actually was on tour. was coming through L.A. not too much later than that. We met up and we talked Tombs of Blind Dead and Fulci. And I was like, yeah. We, we can make this work. So um, I organized the show. I put uh, I put a full show together in Cleveland, and uh, he came out to film it. And here it turns out he was able to shoot the whole thing in and around that whole area. And, uh, and that's going to be very valuable to, to make the movie, because if you don't have that setting, you know, that's going to be impossible just to recreate, like, without an actual... Uh, yeah, you know, the, the original idea is is uh, primarily within the recording studio, and the studio is in kind of a remote area where we can get the characters to be haunted and they don't have anywhere to run. But the fact that Kyle was able to pull together, like, a bunch of bands... Uh, and also to have uh, incantation play, uh, you know, it establishes it's it's a movie called Death Metal, and we <laughs> open and look, there is a death metal band playing death metal. <laughs> They're right there. Look, so, <laughs> so you know, immediately because I, you know, you call a movie death metal, and anybody who is a fan of this extreme music is going to be like, really? Are you sure? You know, so yeah. you have to lead off and be like, no, it's real. There's yeah. Death Metal in the Death Metal movie, we promise. Like and then, you know, six, six. <laughs> uh, six, six, six is Foo Fighters, not really yeah. metal. But <laughs> well, I, that, that's kind of, I, you know, again, like kind of circling around the idea that most uh, heavy metal horror movies are, are horror comedies. Yeah. Uh, and the idea that with this one, we wanted to go serious mm -hmm. rather quickly. But before then, you know, kind of establish her bona fides. It's like a, we're, it's a movie called Death Metal. They're playing Death Metal. They're in a Death Metal way. The only uh, cheats that we have is uh, when I was casting the film, I kind of had to choose between musicians and actors. Oh, and uh, I went with actors because I thought, well, we do have scenes where music good musicians are playing good music. I think Kyle among them. Uh, and we do kind of seed our cast with, uh, you know, Kyle makes an appearance. The other guys from Incantation, John and Chuck, uh, you know, the, the Paul John is in there, a couple other people. Uh, but for like the leads, we had to be like, okay, let, let's get actors to do the acting. Yeah. And uh, none, of them, <laughs> none, none of them actually played uh, uh, instruments. So we had to kind of cheat it mm -hmm. uh, by having their they're about to play they get interrupted you know stuff like that so yeah. it's funny everybody walks out uh, it's such yeah. <laughs> i mean it, it works it empties out <laughs> one yeah. I mean, it works because we want to show that this is a band on this kids so it's like we actually kill two, bir two birds with one stone we show that the band is on the outs but we also cheat a situation where we don't have to watch the actors Play death metal because yeah. it's really tough music to play. <laughs> but you didn't have to see musicians try to act. Right. <laughs> yeah. So That's the extent of my acting right there. I mean, and there, there's a couple of them. Like Joe Gall, who plays Ramsey, also did uh, a lot. He also helped out on the um, 
makeup effects, and he, I, I believe these days he's playing guitar with Mushroom Head. Uh, so it's oh, like, yeah, I, I, you know, if, if you watch, you could be like, oh, well, I mean, there's incantation, obviously. Wait, you know, oh, this guy, this guy, this guy. But it's like, you know, for our core leads, it's like uh, we hired actors to do the acting. Yeah, wild. I definitely, when you're talking about that beginning part, it was really funny being like, dude, you were supposed to do this, and like, no, 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 no. and then all this like kind of humorous bickering that was going on. Yeah, I, I, a, a lot of it is drawn from I before I went to film school. I played in punk rock bands in Chicago for ten years, and uh, a lot of it is uh, you know just drawn from experiences, just fucking around with your bandmates, and you know, la la la. And the core idea was, I mean, even back then, back in Chicago, I, uh, the band that I was in at the time, we cut a demo in this really spooky old brick building. And uh, the whole time that I was there, I was like, man, what if this place was haunted? Because it looks like it. It's it's shadowy, like you go in the corners. It's really like old. it is. That it is. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there was another, there was another demo that we recorded that was that we did it at the engineers like his his family owned like a, a fishing cottage that was out like way out in the middle of nowhere so i mean it actually plays to a certain reality that you would actually go to like some really rural place to cut an album uh because i've done it <laughs> I, you know, I've actually recorded stuff in a place that looks like it was scary and haunted. So, you know, it's kind of, again, chocolate and peanut butter. It took two ideas and mushed them together based on real, real facts of living. So, well, the, car, <laughs> and the ironic well, thing is that location that you picked out there in the farmland, Ohio, you know, it would probably only maybe 20 minutes, if that, away from where Incantation recorded majority of all of our records and, and really through the thousands like it was because well, you're out there by youngstown and this was a little little place and it's on a farm the house house yeah. looked like the exact house that's on the studio property where the family lived but it had a big barn in the back <clears throat> and that's where that was the uh the mars compound recording part that, that was a completely right. happy accident <laughs> and uh a very quick sidebar uh one of my producing i have two producing partners uh michael alden and ian holt and ian was on a radio show i want to say with a another ohio-based musician named dan Guchmit, and uh they got to talking ian mentioned that i was looking for an opportunity to make a uh a feature film especially a horror movie and dan mentioned he was like hey I have a recording studio and a farm. Is there a, a movie to be had from there? So I flew out to Ohio and uh, looked around. And I'm just like, yeah. And I remember the spooky place that I recorded one demo in. I record the. I remember the fishing cottage. I recorded another demo in. I'm like, yeah, let's push those two together. And uh, yeah, we're gonna pretend that the recording studio is in the basement of the farm, and that's how we're gonna do it. So um, yeah, I, I came back to LA. I wrote it. I flew to Ohio. And I'm just like, all right, let's make the movie. <laughs> in that cast and i want to say just a again very quick sidebar everybody in ohio was fantastic i don't think i had ever even set a foot in that state beforehand uh and i, I had no idea i'm just, i literally i got off the plane i'm just like all right let's see what's up <laughs> and bands actors crew uh my dp uh james bizarro i mean every way was absolutely 100 percent fantastic Cool. It makes a difference. Like in any job in life, if you've got a good team of wonderful people, 
the hardest work can really feel good and you can get through it. And if you're with the wrong people, even if you're doing something you love, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of metal and Cleveland's got a really strong <clears throat> bond anyways like all the metal bands everybody there's not competition everybody works together you know it's it's a big metal community there among you know others the horror and everything but so i'm glad it worked out for you <clears throat> i just want to show carl wants to, know, <laughs> carl wants to know where can he after he buys a copy of death metal can he get it autographed of course absolutely <laughs> i i buy uh now, I, who was on earlier from Skinamarinka, uh, Jimmy Hill? We're, we're actually uh, uh, stable mates. Uh, Death Metal has been released by Vipco slash debut. Yeah. And oh, uh, it, for, for the moment, it's on Blu ray, and Vipco was kind enough to send me a big box. And uh, I've been just sending out signed copies to uh, podcasters, reviewers, friends, people who gave me a few bucks for uh, post production. <laughs> yeah. we, we ran out of money a couple of times and uh, that's why the, the story of this film is a little bit longer than originally uh, expected but i am hey, man you get the movie done then it's it's all just under the bridge you know but uh wow. yeah I, I and carl yes absolutely i will hook you up uh, either next time i'm in chicago or if you you know send me uh, your address i'll kick it out to you tomorrow thanks and you just got to. I just, I just want people to see it. I just want people <laughs> to see it because right now it's on Blu-ray and uh, it's on uh, VOD on Vudu and Amazon. Uh, but I've been told that it'll be on AVOD in you know about three months or even two three months maybe. So you know if you want a physical copy, let me know. I'll hook you up. Sign copy and. Uh, you know, I, I, we're also going to be doing conventions and stuff like that. Uh, oh, festivals. Cool. Yeah, that is just, Yeah. Well, uh, so, but, so even though you have distribution now, you're going to do festivals. Yeah. I mean, I, I and again, it's just like, you know. It's cool to watch I, I it mean, with people. Well, I mean, okay, <laughs> getting the movie done is one job. The next job is to get people to just watch this fucking thing. It's just like, it's like a, it worked for all these years. Just to be like, all right, well, there it is. And, you know, it's like now it's like, watch it, watch it, yeah. please. I'm <laughs> just saying, uh, you know, a lot of people they'd go to the festivals to try to get distribution, but um, I know, yeah, but it's cool you don't have the distribution, go to the festivals. But like I said, it's cool for people to also they get to see it on the big screen, which is the best way to see oh, it. Yeah, yeah uh, we actually also just here, played a horror hotel a couple weeks ago, and the next big one I want to say is, and we, I, we had one in LA as kind of a premiere event kind of a thing at a bar called Knucklehead in Hollywood, and uh, shout out to Knucklehead, they were very kind enough to host it, and the next big one is going to be at Gen Con mm -hmm. on August the 5th, a Saturday, at 11 p.m., it's going to be a midnight, basically a midnight screening, and oh, this sweet. movie was made oh, to awesome. be a yeah. midnight yeah, movie. <laughs> and that one, I'm actually going to be at. I'm going to go there, and I'll bring along a pack of Blu-rays and sign them and pass them out for free. So, oh, uh, nice. again, yeah. yeah, that's great. That's a win-win. The original idea of this movie is to make something that plays at midnight, and when the audience walks out, they look like they survived a plane crash. Oh my god. <laughs> so, but um yeah, so uh yeah, Jamie Hill. Hi, hello. Yes. 
Um, yeah, Jamie, we're stable mates. Hooray for us. Um, anyway. so hopefully, Kyle, Kyle, you said you've been to fe- you've been to uh, you know the metal festivals and stuff. So hopefully, you can make it out to one of these festivals and see the movie. Yeah, I mean, you know, with I like to try to get it <clears throat> to play some of the horror conventions in the fall. Yeah, that's a good idea. Like too. during the spring and the fall, mm-hmm. you know. So <clears throat> I think there's still time to try to get them in. Um, yeah. We still got to arrange a few of those, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'll definitely get around. It'd be cool to meet some. Yeah, people. just off the top of my head, uh, Mad Monster Party. Not only yeah. do they they have a lot yeah, of cool, hor- they're one that's more open to a lot of different guests too, as opposed to yeah. ones that are just you know straight up horror, because uh, they have a lot of musical guests and stuff. <clears> and shows, so I think that would be a good fit. Yeah, that's North Carolina one, right? Yeah, they're North Carolina, and yeah. uh, they also the ones Seattle, come up in Arizona. Oh, oh, they don't run Seattle anymore, but uh, oh, Arizona, yeah. Arizona in July, so it'll be a really a uh, great <laughs> weather. It's air conditioning, you're not outside. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so about the the experience of watching the movie, I wanted to, I mean, everybody's great, but I'm terrible with names. The guy. Who owns the place? Fleming. He's awesome. Yeah, uh, Great. Engineer. Great. Yeah. Aussie I, I, guy. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, the actor is uh, uh, E. Ray Goodwin. He is um, he's primarily a, a stunt performer. Uh, oh, wow. And uh, true story. We were having our auditions, our casting. I'm sitting there with the casting directors doing the process and uh he walks into the room with an axe over his shoulder (laughs) (laughs) the dude walks in the room (laughs) it's it's his to lose it's like all you have to do is just not suck at this point he wasn't even uh, there for the movie he was just just walking by Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, E-Riz is uh, absolutely fan. Like he threw himself into the role. I like that. It's not even his real accent. Uh, really? Like, really like, oh yeah, yeah. great. Yeah, he wow. crawled up into he crawled up into the character. Uh, uh, he's got like a lot of the best lines in the film because he's a very big personality and uh, you know could kind of bring that that energy. And um, yeah, I mean it's it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, everybody loves E-Rig. Yeah. Is it supposed to be like an Aussie, like Australian? No, uh, weirdly enough, it, it's supposed to be kind of sort of Scandinavian, but you're not supposed to quite tell. <laughs> yeah. You know, the idea yeah. being that he's like the backstory of the character is it, it's like he's like like an original like member of Mayhem who like uh, everyone starts killing each other and he ends up like murdering his his girlfriend and fleeing the country. And that's the ghost that shows up halfway through. And uh, I, I don't explain it because I want the audience to just kind of wonder about it. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. He's got this entire backstory where, like, uh, people have tried to kill him and he's murdered somebody and he's fled the country and, like, he's kind of a little bit underground. But along the way, he's become, you know, kind of this. Uh, I, I, I'm a famous producer. You know, I, I name him Fleming off of the guy, uh, Fleming Rasmussen. You know, just, uh, you know, the idea that he becomes like this kind of sought after name and they're really excited. It's like, oh shit, Fleming's going to do this? Oh, wow, it might actually be a good album then. <laughs> <laughs> but then, of course, they get there and he's got his home. You know, he's like, uh, 
crazy. <laughs> you know, it wasn't until I seen the movie second or third time that I realized what he's drinking the whole time, too. <clears throat> yeah, it's moonshine that he yeah. makes. Well, no. I'm seeing him right off the bat. He's just killing that sippy cup thing, and and I'm like, what's oh, so dominant about that, you know? And then it wasn't until later, nobody touches my moonshine. I'm like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. A couple times I watched the movie. I don't know why. Yeah, the idea <laughs> is, is there's so many things in that movie that you won't see right away. That's a movie, mm -hmm. and I have watched it a few times, obviously for other, you know, numerous reasons, but. Oh, I, I do. I catch other things in the movie too. I think it's great. That that is kind of thing is uh, I, in, in full disclosure, uh, we had X amount of time and X number of pages of script to shoot within those production days, and uh, I, in the course of that, we were performing onset triage. Like I was, I was straight up just yanking pages out of the script. Like I, James and I would kind of sidebar, be like, "All right, well." We have six hours to do this and this and this and this and this. And this. I'm just like, gone, bong. And so there are, uh, I won't say holes, but there are elements of, of the characters that in, I would say like maybe a studio film, we would get a scene where the characters kind of sidebar and be like, oh, well, you remember when he was a kid and that, 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 and you know, we get, we, we actually get like the story explained. And with this, not only for production needs, but also just in the editing, I, I kept pulling back and pulling back and pulling back and pulling back on that. So um, there's elements of the characters that go almost completely unexplained. And like it might be confusing, but I think that it's the kind of thing where you want to watch the movie a second time. And you can kind of like, for instance, um, the relationship between Shadia and Ivan. Uh, I used to have scenes where we explain like how they got together and their weird relationship and why it's so fraught, but also so powerful. And I just yanked it all out. I'm just like, let, let the audience figure it out from yeah. watching the two characters interact. Um, I, <laughs> again, a happy accent, <laughs> but it's like, you know, um, but yeah, it, you know, we have like moments. We, like every character still has like a moment where we kind of go, "Oh, it's this kind of guy." You know, like Johnny has kind of a moment. Like Baphomet is is pretty upfront. You know, la la la. But yeah, you know, and again, it's, it, there's no scenes where the character is like, "When I was six years old, my dad was mean to me, and that's why I'm a bad guy now." And it's just like, no, it's like yank, 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 all of it gone. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Like you said, it's you can assume that the audience is going to, you know, make their own correlations with people they've experienced in their life and the behaviors of people they've seen around them. And it's like, Oh, like you said, that is this kind of person. That is this kind of person. And they can fill in the blanks whether or not they like them or not as characters, like as their personality styles. Yeah. yeah. They feel like real people. I, I would say that one of, one of the reasons, the primary reason that this film took, uh, the time that it did to wrap is uh, I did a cut in Ohio, and I it was and I ran it through the entire post production process, and I ran out of money doing that. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, I had a cut that I could have released, and then I showed it to my partners, I showed it to friends, I showed it, and I watched it. And I'm just like, there's no, no, this is terrible because it was it was slow, it was long, it was very fluffy. And so in, uh, what I did was I just went through it again and again and again. And I stripped down to just the bare elements uh, of like, like, here are who these characters are. 
get to the scores, get to the gore, get to the scares, get to the death metal. You know, we showed up for, uh, we sat down to watch a movie called Death Metal, get to that stuff. You know, so. Is that hard to do as the the director to go in and, and cut stuff that you filmed? Because I always assume like you have a lot of connection to stuff, like even yes. like the memory of filming it, but you have to look at it as a movie. Yeah, um, that that was actually one of the 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 lessons I learned in that in the post production process was that original cut was as long as it was because I, it was too fresh in my memory the work that people put into scenes that I would then later on be like, well, I, I know we spent six hours and I would murder themselves and it was hot and they were sick. It was two in the morning and it sucked, but. It, it, it doesn't cut together. It doesn't work. And, uh, you know, the, I, I, at the end of the day, the buck stops with me. If it doesn't work, I was directing it. So I wrote it, I directed it, and it's on me. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I also have the power to yank it up. <laughs> so, so, anyway. So now, now it's a real lean, mean movie, man. How are you, <laughs> you feeling about the final product? Knowing what you had and what could have been in between, how do you feel about your... I mean, you can't be like, well, I don't like it, but <laughs> how are you? Are you feeling like you did what you wanted to do and you're satisfied with your accomplishment? Yeah, I because I ultimately the goal of... I achieved the goal of the movie, which is to make a scrappy, weird gory scary independent horror movie in the style of the original evil dead and at the end of the day that's what we have in hand so it's just like oh well mission accomplished and uh it, and if you can see my nerdery for italian horror kind of sprinkled throughout then that's icing yeah. on the cake that's a bonus <laughs> I, I know you know kyle has mentioned it in the past uh he's noticed it uh you know not everyone's understands what they're seeing but kyle does <laughs> he's as much of a horror yeah. nerd as the rest of us yeah, yeah. And I, okay. I like that there's a lot of you know actual gore you know and um yeah i was was really impressed i'm not going to give away some of the scenes but yeah some of those uh i was like oh good he pulled that off right yeah, I have to say, because this is without your head, the station of decapitation, there is an amazing decapitation. And that's as far as I'll go, but it's, it's fantastic. And also very weird, which I appreciate. Yeah. yeah. I, I will have to mention uh, <laughs> there are $40 worth of maggots in this film. <laughs> wow, that's got to be a lot. You usually hear gallons of blood. This one's for, yeah, 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 yeah. maggots. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, for, when there's pig guts, our, our FX guy, uh, Great House, uh, went and got real pig guts. So when you see pig guts, it isn't uh, latex and whatever. It's uh, guts from a pig that died in service of the film. Did, did your cast know that when they were in the presence? I will say this uh, again. Going back to the casting process, uh, Caitlin Newberry came in, and uh, and it, it, I will say one hundred percent of the people in this cast, generally speaking, uh, when you're casting, like someone walks in, and like within ten seconds, you just know. Like I, I cast everybody in, in in this ensemble, like in my head, like the moment they showed up. I mean, some of them are more overt, like E-Ray and his axe, but like, you know, Nico immediately, you know, it's like, you know, uh, uh, you know Johnny, uh, you know, uh, Caitlin, uh, when she came in, 
Uh, I mean, I there was we, I'd seen several other people who were good, and I was just like, well, you know, I mean, here's a happy problem to have. I have like five or six people who are good, and she came in and I was just like, oh, her, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's her. And you know, just in the course of that conversation, I'm like, listen, if you get, you know, if you get this role, uh, are you just understand that I'm gonna take you to a farm in the middle of nowhere, and I'm gonna dump like fake blood on your head. Are you cool with that? And she's like, oh yeah, absolutely. It's like, that's why I'm here. Sold. <laughs> like, yes. That's the person, yeah. Because that's the other thing too that I, I encountered with 100% of the people that I worked with in Ohio, where their cast crew, everybody was kind of a can do, let's rock, let's do it. There's no preciousness. There's no, uh, I don't know, Hollywood, eh, you know, it's, it's like, no hey man, we're we're making a scrappy independent horror movie for like ten bucks, but at the end of the day, it's going to be gory, it's going to be scary, it's going to be cool, and your name's going to be on it. And we're all going to bust our fucking asses to do this, so it's good and it's fun for the audience. And da da da. And we're just like, let's do it, let's rock, you know. And so, and a lot know, of that are in my after party massacre movie, so that literally was made for ten bucks. And <laughs> if you get a chance to see that, and if you see what we put. Put them through in that one. <laughs> Yours was a yeah. breed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, th th this one definitely also has death metal and gore. So, yeah. hey, man, Kyle, you're and, uh, nudity. and lots of nudity. yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's nudity and death metal as well. But it's like Kyle, uh, uh, you're making a name for yourself. <laughs> you have an aesthetic. <laughs> you're an author. <laughs> when I mentioned that. Kara Joy Reed, who was in the film, uh, she said it was uh, one of my all-time favorite film sets to be on. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kara is absolutely wonderful, and I, I mean, again, in terms of like you know, just very can do. It was like we needed um, a ghost to show up, and uh, you know, she's kind of gory and scary, and uh, but we also need scenes where she's uh, beautiful and kind of haunting. And uh, it was basically like, hey, will you? drive down to Michigan and be on a set with a bunch of people you've never met in your life and we're going to dump blood on you. She's like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Let's go. I mean, awesome. She was great. Awesome. You know, can't recommend more highly everybody that I worked with on that film. Kyle included. Oh. What did the other band, what did the other band members think of the movie? For Kyle. In it or watching it? Or yeah, you know, but both, I guess. So, yeah. uh, doing yeah. it and then at the finished film. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, they're all um, they were all just as excited. They're all horror fans, especially Chuck, the bass player. Uh, you know, he he's also he's the taller one. That I had the conversation about the the uh, sexual disease that he may have gotten across the seas uh, <laughs> on tour, and uh, <clears throat> so no, everybody had a blast. <clears throat> um, and then, uh, yeah, we, we watched it. They, they enjoyed it. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's a fun film. <laughs> I, I will say just as a little thing, uh, uh, you know, the scene that they have, we just kind of like threw together with the actors. I grabbed two of the actors. I'm like, listen, I mean, there's a version of the scene that's written out. I mean, can you, I'm going to go shoot the merch table scene over here. Can you guys just kind of uh, improv this out over yeah, here? So they, they did like just kind of a bunch of takes and the scene yeah. I just kind of like cut together. And in the original version, like uh, John is just kind of there. And uh, I, I felt bad because I'm just like, well, uh, you know, there's Kyle's riffing on these guys. Chuck is being funny and, and John's just kind of there. 
So I, I like went through like every kind of like a, let's find the take where he's got a line. Yeah. And so it was like, aha, there he is. Yes, I got a line. Something, then he says something like, oh, you know, I don't get to say anything. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. I, I, John, if you're listening, I found a line. You have a line in there. I mean, but yeah. I mean, on top of the fact that like he sings an entire song and he goes, stop talking about all and it's yeah. like he's basically the star of the movie for a little bit. Yeah, but we also want to man, line man, he's got enough. <laughs> yeah, but <his laughs> as he say, you should get that checked out. Is I think that's what yeah, 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 yes, yeah. <laughs> that's all he says when me and Chuck are talking about you know mm-hmm. what he may have picked yeah. up across the pond. But it, it is one of the funnier things. It's like you know when you guys are cho- because one of the the key things is uh, uh, we can we kind of riff on the band name Ava Sinister. Because it's kind of the idea of like goat horror skeleton witch, where you kind of take two spooky words and you smush them together, and that's your band name. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I should also say that uh, for the merch table scene, uh, I got real T-shirts printed up, oh, and uh, I got I got, like uh, Dan Guchmit got me like a deal from a local person. Nice. Uh, so it actually made more sense to buy like a thousand, get a thousand of them made up. Wow. So I. So for years, I had like almost a thousand Abba Sinister t-shirts sitting in James Pizarro's garage, and he finally sent them to me, and now they're over there. I know. I have hundreds of Abba Sinister t-shirts, and I am more than happy to give those away for free. I, 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 I'll wear it here on the show. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, I, that, that's, uh, you know, the, the only reason I haven't been mailing those out is because they're, they cost more. It's expensive. Yeah. It's weirdly expensive. Yeah, shipping is expensive. I have you shipping. A self, yeah, uh, this, this is three bucks. That's easy, yes. Yeah. Self-addressed at envelope. Yeah, yeah, that's how it used to be when, back in the day. Yeah. So yeah, like uh, shirts. I'm I, like when we had the the screening at Knucklehead. I was just like, take shirts, shirts, stick uh, them, stick them, wear them. And uh, you know, hopefully enough people see death metal that eventually people are like, people know what like is. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, it otherwise, it's just still a free shirt you could use to wash your car. Someone does a lot of eBay. I know the pricing has has gone way up. It used to be about two dollars to send something first class. And yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be more than happy to mail them all over the world and be like, "Here, take them." But yeah, international. Like, I, I, don't even. Yeah, yeah. then you're you're yeah, getting I, into I, like forty or fifty dollars. So. Yeah, I, I'd go yeah. broke instantly if I tried to like actually like send people these t-shirts. So you have to hit me up in person, I guess. But um. Anyway, what else? What's going uh, on? This is uh, from Craig Muckler, who uh, who produced um, Microwave Massacre in the 80s, and he's come back to make movies. But he just wanted to wish you guys good luck that he's uh, done a lot of uh, cult films, and they're all independent, and good luck to you guys. Yeah, that's the thing, news. man. It's like, uh, you know, uh, it, it was tough. I spent every penny I had in the world on this film uh, and uh, you know it took some doing but at the end of the day I'm very happy with the film I'm happy that people that people are enjoying what they're seeing uh, I mean it's very like everyone reacts to it it's like they understand that they're watching like it's not the conjuring you know we it's like, you know it's, you know, you know, it's uh, you know it, again like the original Evil Dead it's very scrappy independent you know, it's all about, the, it's like, I would liken it to early death metal where it's very raw. It's, you're probably hearing it like on a traded tape, you know, uh, but it's, you're just like, what the fuck is this? You know, that, that's the idea. Um, along those lines, um, 
it seemed like it was a lot of the, a lot of it's filmed handheld, which kind of gave it kind of like a documentary kind of st- uh, feel, which I, I thought really added to the movie. Yeah, uh, James is um, he, he's got like a deep background in Steadicam work, and uh, I showed up. I, I here's me. I showed up in Ohio with like a 92 page long shot list. And uh, he looked at this and he's like, uh, no. we're, we're not going to have time to do 92 pages with them set up. So I was like, they're just ideas. He's like, but you know, here's what we can do. We can take this entire page of stuff and we can squish it together in like one long move. Like uh, one of the shots that I like the most is when the band first arrives on the farm and they're just kind of like walking around and looking around. Originally, that was like a 17-shot kind of thing where it's like the hand on the thing and they get off and get off and this guy looks this way, this guy looks that way. And James just throws it on Steadicam and just follows him. And uh, as another happy accident, like the sun was coming down right then, so we get this really beautiful golden color. Uh, and it's like, oh, oh, shit, we're making a real movie. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, you know, uh, I, I went into this like kind of over preparing in, in the sense that like, I was like, we have to get shots of everything. And so it's, you know, instead it's just like as much as possible, uh, it's steady cam work or else like you'll notice like a lot, some of the scenes are purposely very choppy and that that's me like trying to create tension by grabbing little pieces of like a big longer scene and and punching in on stuff um so rather than do 25 setups for every ecu it's let's do one long scene shoot it in 8k and then chop it up into what we need and uh we have the 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 strength of the file to kind of punch in where we need to so anyway there there was there's a method to the madness i promise (laughs) Like, I, I meant to do it. I promise. <laughs> uh, Colleen, it's more fun and punchy independent films or something infinitely more personal and entertaining instead of cookie cutter industry babies. Yeah. yeah I mean, th- that's the idea is like, and, and Kyle can speak to this as well. It's like, I mean, cause uh, you know, he loves independent movie as much as the rest of us do. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, I, I, I understood that we, we don't have the budget. We don't have the situation to make, uh, yeah, and I'm not saying uh, conjuring movie pejoratively. I'm not putting that down. I'm just right, saying right. That, you know, that, that is a different animal in the zoo. Um, mm-hmm. And we're, we're kind of over here where we're cooking hot dogs. Yeah. On, That's on what's street. kind of <laughs> fun lately about some of the, some of these weirder independent movies getting theatrical releases like, uh, oh, um, yeah. Uh, Terrifier 2 goes to the movie theater. And I always think it's probably like a lot of the audiences are going to see it who like Conjuring movies, and then they just see Total Madness. <laughs> Good. Yeah, that would be yeah, that yeah, yeah, That's part of the fun for me. Oh, yeah. of, of uh, seeing uh, in the theater. Yeah. I hope that's what's well, happening. Kyle's been very quiet. Throw, throw a question at Carl. Kyle. <laughs> well, I wanna, one thing I would like to say on the note, um, you know, having no money. So, you know, I do got to thank all the bands and the Agora and Chris and everybody who put that on because, you know, no, nobody asked for any money, <clears throat> all the bands, including incantation, you know, uh, set that whole thing up and it was just, everybody <clears throat> was happy and was just honored to be a part of, you know? Um, yeah. Cause I, I think, I mean, we got the venue for next to nothing. <clears throat> um, and then uh, yeah, all the bands, faith extractor, shed the skin, the bomber. 
who's uh, Eric Wagner's band? See a couple bands before he died. Um, uh, Blackfinger. Blackfinger, yeah. Not so much death metal, but it was a great band to have a part of. The <clears throat> I think that was all the bands that played. Um, I mean, uh, I, I, later on, I, I uh, brought in the convalescence, and uh, you know, I, and again, just to just to speak to the music, a I owe every band that that showed up for that gig an immense uh, amount of gratitude, and um, uh, I had and in, in the the one thing that was better about the earlier mix was I was able I, I had the room to kind of find a really clear spot for each song. Um, and what happened was I ran out of money and I had a shit cut in my hands. So what I did was I shortened it and, uh, I was able to find another producing partner, uh, Perry Loop Productions. And they came in and, uh, gave us financing mm -hmm. on the condition that we use music, um, that had been written and recorded by the son of the woman who runs Perry Loop, who had recently passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, so in honor of his work, uh, I had to basically take all of the bands that we had uh, on the soundtrack and kind of shove them into one concentrated scene so we can make the room for uh, uh, Adam Bratcher's music. And what I intended to do was to then do a montage a medley of the songs anyways over the ending credits. So the idea being that Embalmer showed up and played Basically, the instructor showed up and played, shut the skin, da da da. We would see like them playing off to the side, and we would hear you know a good chunk of the song that they played X Y Z. And in the course of doing the uh, the ending credits, I had to leave New York. <laughs> I had to run back to L.A. unexpectedly, ironically, because enough because we thought we're going to be making another horror movie. And uh, while I was so, I wasn't there to kind of oversee the final ending credits version of that. So anyway, the point being is to my message to the bands who are in this movie, I know, I know, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to, if we sell enough of these guys, <laughs> then I'll have the money to go back into post-production and redo the ending credits so everyone gets their due. And uh, <laughs> there's actually a couple of typos in the ending credits. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we have to fix the typos and we need the music. So <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, well, that's too late for that. I'm like, okay, well, note it for next release. And and this isn't a knock on the post-production team. They worked really hard. They're uh, you know, fantastic. But it's like if I'm not there you know, pointing at the screen, then they're, they're left to gas a little bit. And, you know, it's, I mean, again, the buck stops here. It's, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's on me, but, um, you know, so yeah, if, if we can generate enough income on this earlier release and we can put out a version where we get all the bands and we, <laughs> and this will become a collector's version. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. You never know. I mean, we did, he did, uh, record audio, the whole night, or at least a couple songs from each band. <clears throat> so, no, Kyle, actually. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, one, no one hit record on the board that evening. <laughs> on any so, of them? No, none of it. So <laughs> we, we have... No, you'll you'll notice that, like... Versions earlier on. Uh, you, you might, like, when you guys are on stage, uh, you might recall that I asked you for, do you have, like, a clean version of this song? 
and uh, you guys actually like went in and knocked one out. Uh, you actually remix it with um, yeah, we I did. Yeah, yeah. And you sent that to me. So like the version that you see in the movie, that's that version that you record later, and we were able to sync it to the camera audio. Mm-hmm. But for like embalmer, oh, faith extractor, shed the skin. Uh, what I did was I actually I went online. I I bought the CDs online so I could take the clean version so at least the song was still in there but the idea is when we redo the ending credits and we put everyone back in and we get them on stage then we'll be able to sync from the camera audio to the clean version mm-hmm. of the song I didn't think that was all I remember that at some point that's why I thought maybe it was just a couple songs that we had recorded <clears throat> um, so, you know I, I, I at the end of the, <laughs> at the, end of the post-production I was like uh, so I, you know hey where where are the uh where are the tracks for the the live tracks for the songs oh um I forgot to have to record on those <laughs> like, oh <laughs> okay <laughs> well call an audible here's what we're gonna do next <laughs> Uh, Horace Island wants to congratulate Kyle on the new incantation music video. It looks great. Oh, cool. Yeah, you know what? All that dropped today. Today was oh, the, uh, the official oh, announcement nice. of the new record that comes out in August. The new video came out today, and first date of the European tour starts tomorrow. If you're wondering why I'm not in Europe, because <laughs> this is clearly my, my basement, my studio. <laughs> um, I don't I don't do live touring anymore. <clears throat> I retired from touring a couple of years ago. I just I do all the studio stuff now. So because <clears throat> I'm getting old. <laughs> you miss that. Uh yes and no. I mean I, I, I do, I miss it, but <clears throat> it was uh you know, it was getting to be too much because I, I also run a construction business, so Years and years, I'd play rock star all night, and then two hours later, get up and do my schedule and run the business from the phone. And you know, it's just catching up with me. And I, I should be having more fun and enjoying, and I'm not. I'm trying to figure out when I'm gonna sleep. And uh, yeah, you know, so and then all the I mean, I've been around the world a hundred times, not a hundred times, but many times over. I, I'm not missing anything now, but I, I love that 40 minutes to an hour on stage, the rest of the time, the staring at asphalt and the hurry up and wait and all that run with it you know <laughs> but now it frees you up to do more uh movies with mike yeah i'm down i'm uh yeah <laughs> 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 excited, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, more gore more horror <laughs> yeah. yeah now mike knows Make sure that the cord is happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, has come, he has had his moment to come clean on our podcast and moving forward. Yeah. I, I will, uh, if it makes you feel any better, I forgot to hit record when I interviewed George Buttergeit, who oh, okay. the director of Necromantic uh, at a festival. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, are we recorded now? Are we recording? Yeah, yes. The, the, I, this, I the new setup records all that. I'll, I'll just throw it out there that no didn't actually click to broadcast this. And yeah, I did. I mean, uh, <laughs> well, I th- we might have had to actually at the same time because I was clicking it because uh, I noticed that because I went to. But anyway, it, yeah, it's going. Film <laughs> production is on its best day barely controlled chaos so i uh, you know when, when stuff like that I, I you know i i'm the director it's on me at the end of the day uh and i, I could say well i had 19 other things going on yeah. it's still my job to remember thing 20. Yeah, you know it yeah. doesn't matter but 
it is, you know, uh, you can either beat yourself up over it or it can be like, well, shit happens. Let's figure out a way to fix it. Yeah. So, yeah. so. <laughs> I don't want to forget to give a shout out to Diablo Joe, who did a great audio review and a written review of death metal and uh, kind of started uh, this interview to happen. And uh, it's a great review. Very cool. Him. I really like the audio reviews. It really adds a lot to the site. And I was glad that you guys, you know, watched it and uh, reached out and, and this came about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in, in fact, uh, just I, I, I used a pull quote and I put it on the yeah. one sheet. I, was re- I, yeah, yeah, I sent it to him nice. the other day. I was like, hey, look at this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. He's, he's, he's great. So, yeah. So. And, uh, so what's been there? What's been the um, what have people thought of the movie so far? What has the feedback been? I, I, I everybody understands what they're watching, but I, one hundred percent of the mic, yeah, one hundred percent of the people who have watched it have appreciated the gore, which is uh, again thanks to our excellent uh, practical effects team, House Becky Ingram, Joe Gall, uh, everyone likes the gore, and uh, a lot of compliments for the cast, um, and which surprises me not at all. Um, uh, even when I was showing earlier cuts of this to, you know, just friends of mine and whatnot, like, I, you know, I just, for the hell of it, I, I sent an earlier cut to, uh, Craig Perry, who, uh, produced the, um, Final Destination movies. Oh, right. I was like, right. what do you think? And he was just like, the cast is great. I <laughs> like, you cast really well, man. Oh. I mean, everyone's fantastic. I'm like, yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, uh, and uh, not everyone likes the metal. Uh, and that's kind of the thing is I'm circling all the way back around to the top of the conversation. Not all horror nerds, horror fans, what do you want to call them, love metal, but all metalheads love horror. You know, so, uh, you know, some reviews are just like, well, you kind of have to wait through this awful music video this music that can sure they're just yelling ah you know but and then finally you get to the horror movie yeah so it's like so on the one hand you make a movie called death metal and you have to pay it off by look death metal you gotta have like a post music playing or something there's no false advertising i think you kind of warned a minute but yeah i mean if if you're not into death metal yeah and you you hit play on this movie like uh if if to you it's just you know then (laughs) it's a little bit you have to kind of climb over that hill to get to the rest of the movie well maybe it scared them Scared enough that I don't Very like true. it. It's well, movie. that kind of thing, man. It's like I, I mean, at the end of the day, not not every movie is for everybody. It's like yeah, I, right. you know, it's, it's yeah. movie cold death metal. I mean, you know, I don't yeah. want to <laughs> that Rocky movie wasn't for that boxing. Yeah, like <laughs> silly. I'm looking <laughs> but, for the bro lives uh, <laughs> death. Movie. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, if if you if you called a uh, a, a movie country music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, don't be so. All right, well, you sit down. Well, I'll watch it anyways. And it's like, you know what? I watched this movie, Country Music, in the first four minutes. Nothing but a fan <laughs> playing country music. What <laughs> is going on? Coming? But at the same time, when I was having a conversation with a uh, Pete Castro, who runs a uh, uh, Bayview Vipco, who's releasing our fine film, Death Metal, mm-hmm. uh, we the original conversation is the idea is if. Everybody who likes hockey at some point in their lives watches Slapshot. 
Yeah. You know, uh, or, or I wouldn't say everybody, you know, I would say everyone from a certain age and above, you know, uh, you know, Gen X and older, you mm-hmm. in all likelihood, you've seen Slapshot at some point in time in your life. You know, so it's, it's that idea. I mean, you call a movie, you know, basketball, you know, and if you like basketball, eventually you'll watch, oh, there's a movie called basketball. I'll watch that. You know, so it's, you know, the, the pitch is right there in the title. <laughs> Look, he's playing basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about but, the death. It's also shocking that the title was just sitting there. <laughs> you know, kind of going back to something you were saying in the beginning about the idea of, uh, you know, here's this basketball movie that all the basketball people are going to watch. But if they actually know basketball and the people who made it don't know basketball, they'll know and be like, what the hell is this crap? And it's the same thing here. If we didn't actually know what the there are. There are yeah, I, I'm kind of to that. There are all uh, there are still like small things that that keep me up at night a little bit. Like for instance, speaking to that that opening sequence, Abba Sinister is posited to be this kind of this band who everyone thinks is broken up. They they're falling on hard times. You know, they're kind of flying apart. But we posit the idea that Incantation is opening for this band in the real world. That makes absolutely no sense because of course the mighty Incantation. You know, uh, you know, these guys would be like seventh on the bill if they're lucky, you know, uh, but, you know, just purely because at the end of the day, for the same reason that we have actors playing the guys, it, it's end of the day, it's still a movie. So we had to uh, have incantation there Incantation gets off. They make fun of the band. The band tries Another to go up. Make fun of it because that's kind of an inside thing, too, because that shit happens all the time. And really? Oh, okay. Huh. <laughs> well, it's it like, could be like someone knows like somebody. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of tour packages where there's a hot new band and they'll be direct to a headliner that shouldn't be headlining that, you know. So there's always that going on, too. <clears throat> you know, you just you, you get shafted, you know, strong band. Actually, you know, they're direct support, but they're they're the main support. <laughs> That's so, funny. Yeah. So, yeah, I think so, band not, not very real, that, but real ish that we can kind of squint to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's another reason to not tour. Excuse me. <laughs> Said, yeah, another reason to not tour. <laughs> there you go. Like that. Like, this is the tour we're doing. Uh, I don't know if I can take that every night. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, you know, we may make fun of Abbas. Every show. Abbas, what? Abbas, who? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good luck. Enjoy, you know, the crowd. And, you know, <laughs> but that, and that does happen, though. You know what I mean? You've got a strong direct support. And then when a headliner comes on, half the show, half the crowd leaves the show. You know, you see wow. that shit all the time, too. <clears throat> oh, so yeah. there's, there's a lot of truth there. There's a lot of inside, which happy accidents. I'm sure that wasn't, <clears throat> you know, written exactly yeah. supposed to be like that. But right. uh, yeah. the way it goes down a lot. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and we've been doing this 30 years, so we've seen it more than, you know, one time or another. <laughs> So uh, the oh, fifth yeah. AM, it's in memory of uh, Adam Bratcher, um, if you wanted to speak about him. Yeah, uh, that is the name of the son of the woman who runs uh, Perry Loop, and uh, I, I, he had passed away, and uh, he was a you know, guitarist and vocalist for uh, a death metal band called Casket Sacrifice. And the idea being that um, uh, she, uh, that company would come in and complete help us complete post-production because I, and again, I, I was every penny that I had in the world was already in the movie. I was tapped. 
And she's like, you know, we'll come in and, uh, you know, finish out post. Uh, but we want, you know, some of Adam's music in there. And uh, so we chose three songs that he had written. And, uh, you know, I, and again, it's like, you know, very prominent places. Uh, and then also to wrap it with a picture of him. And we went through his, his Facebook. <laughs> oh, we went through his Facebook and we found one of him throwing horns with George Fisher. And uh, I, you know, while I was still in the studio, I hit up Kyle. I'm like, hey, do you know George by any chance? Like, can we get us okay to use this? Because I didn't want to just like throw it in there because there, there actually is a Cannibal Corpse song in there. Uh, it's this one that Shadia plays on the ukulele around the campfire. So like, you know, Cannibal isn't like in the movie, but like they're, you know, uh, a song by them is there. And then we rap on Adam throwing horns with George. Um, and uh, in another kind of way, uh, a friend of mine who uh, I was very close with, uh, we, we lost him while we were in post and I, he was also in a death metal band. So I made sure that a song of his was in there, his old band prophecy of Azrael. Um, you know, so in, in a weird kind of a way, it's a movie called death metal and we have, you know, music by multiple people who are no longer with us. And, uh, you know, uh, the idea being that this is a very close knit community. Uh, you know, it's one of the best thing, I mean, not only do I love this music, but I also love the community as a whole because, uh, like, for instance, this is one of the only types of music where, like, you can go to a development show on, like, a Wednesday night and it's raining. And, and it's, you know, the 300 psychos in the city of Los Angeles, you know, uh, 8 million people, the 300 nutcases who are going to go out for that show are there. Like you walk in and you're immediately surrounded by all of your best friends. It's like, I, I've, I've gone to a lot of shows by myself. I walk in and by the end of the night, I'm talking to like, you know, six, seven, eight people because it's like, oh, dude, Black Dahlia murder. And it's like, yeah, yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, King Perry. You know, it's like, I, and you just, you know. So anyways, it's that idea of kind of uh, speaking of the memorial of people who, um, you know, are as passionate about this music as we are. And um, we want to remember them in the course in, in somewhat a um, semi-permanent manner of film. So that's the idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously George was super cool about it. <clears throat> yeah, he, was great. yeah. He asked me and I, I just called George and he was like, well, let me see the picture. <laughs> he asked a guy, hey, do you care if your picture's in this movie, Death Metal? Uh, let me see the picture. <laughs> so, you know, I had to tell him why I was, and he's like, oh, yeah, okay, totally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like we're not kind of sneaking like a plumber crack shot or anything like that, you know. It's like, no, it's like, you know, I think I was short on, like, you know, description. You know, hey, George, I got a picture in a film that I'm in. I'm working with a buddy. Can we put it in there? And he's like, what the hell is the picture? <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> Which is a completely <laughs> rational question. <laughs> what do you mean, George? Yeah. Just, just say yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. It's like, you know, he doesn't want to be sitting there watching Death Metal and it's like, you know, him with the like, his ass hanging out or something like that. <laughs> And we toured together, so he knows me. So that could have been something really shady. <laughs> no, that's really funny. <laughs> Something you had on your phone. Or <laughs> so, uh, Colleen, uh, aside from the Evil Dead, was there any other film or maybe specific metal song band you intentionally made a nod to in Death Metal? Hmm. 
I mean, probably. I, I will say there is a scene where the characters bicker about exactly what they think their sound is. And it's kind of making fun of the, you know, like online and like metal, you know, things. Uh, people will be like, well, no, 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 that's actually brutal tech death. No, 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 it's black and thrash, you know, la, la, la. Yeah. There is like a kind of a certain, like, a, I don't want to say elitist, but like, you know, kind of hair splitting in terms of, yeah. uh, well, you know, is it They do that in horror too, yeah. horror movies. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's one of the funnier, you know, I, again, crossovers between horror and metal, but just like, you know, I, I've watched people like bicker really intensely. It's just, grindcore or power violence it's like it's, <laughs> oh yeah do you like it or not it's, it's the yeah, best yeah, one. it should right. be done yeah. it's like yeah you know, so i know uh, we, we do have like an entire scene where we kind of do a nod to that where the guys are always like i don't know i, I always thought that we were xyz we, we are i thought that we were still doing uh, tech death brutal you know, blah, blah, blah. like so yeah it's uh I, and there, there's like little nods here and there like throughout the movie uh kind of the same way that there's like little influences you know kind of you know you know, the, in Act Three, the way that the demons speak to Shadia is a little bit Cenobite-ish. Uh, it's also a little bit influenced by the end of Galaxy of Terror, um, uh, I, which I realize is a deep cut, but I really love Galaxy yeah, of Terror. You need um, a giant uh, worm to. Yeah, I mean, there's actually, but Galaxy of Terror, the idea that um, these characters are kind of killed in these vignettes one by one, and then at the end of it, they all show up, and we see, you know, they're ghouls that are have come back in the manner of their death. So it's like, you know, there's a little bit of uh, influence from there, but, you know, they they talk to her in this very uh, mannered way, you know, that's a little bit like Cenobites. To a certain extent, I was thinking instead of bites, I actually wrote that in my uh, notes when I was watching it for that for that scene. Yeah, um, and also a little bit, but I, I not in a threatening way. The idea was that uh, they become uh, uh, enlightened in a way that they're happy. It's like, uh, no, 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 you're gonna love getting murdered by the evil power <laughs> of this, this, this person's song. It's great. <laughs> and like they're not trying to be like oh yeah just take one hit of crack johnny it's not like that it's like they actually are they're they're uh like cenobites they're just like oh boy pain really is cool and it's like <laughs> it's awesome to be tortured forever <laughs> so yeah i mean um it, i mean if if you're a fan of horror if you're a fan of death metal like it's very much a movie by for and about horror and death metal fans but without being like a, we try not to be meta, you know. Um, I'm not, I'm not crazy about meta stuff. Like wink, wink, you know. Just like this movie, it's just like we want influence, but not like, hey, you know, just like this other movie, you know. So you know, so it's like like little things here and there. It can be like, oh, that's that's a little bit like the, like that scene in the thing. There's a little bit like you know X Y Z, you know. You can see the influences, but none of it is like, uh, oh, you know, blah, blah. so. That scream seven, <laughs> you know. It's like... Anyway, what else? Well, would you ever want to revisit this world? Would you, uh, as a sequel or or something? Uh, I have uh, about thirty pages of a sequel written. Interesting. Oh, um, very good. And and because I I I, I realized that like all of my force has to go to getting this movie out there right like i'm not 
going crazy on the sequel. I'm just kind of like, a, as scenes come to me, I'll write them and just kind of throw them off to the side. Um, a lot of this first movie are, are dreams that I've had. Um, and it's funny, we're, we're on set and Johnny Yurko was just like, dude, where, where do you get this fucked up shit? I'm just like, I, I, like, I actually, I saw this in a dream like 20 years ago and it was, I remembered it, you know, and now it's in a movie and now like you can watch my dreams if you watch this movie so like uh every once in a while I'll, I'll have like a strong dream i'm like that would be cool and death metal too and so you know i write out that scene and just kind of throw it off to the side so um yeah i mean i don't want to spoil it but it's like you know the general shape of it is kind of kind of sort of coming together while i'm working on other stuff so that's the idea because there's meanwhile meanwhile i mean like just built to have prequel yeah, well, I, that, that's kind of the thing is a lot of horror, uh, especially a lot of independent horror movies, are kind of chasing the ring of, you know, of achieving what, like, say, Terrifier has done with Art the Clown. And that's to kind of establish a, a character who becomes, like, kind of the, 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 the ambassador for the franchise right. for the world. Like, everyone's right. trying to find, like, who's that new... It is one like, of the... One of right. the only modern ones that's really caught on, I think. Is, yeah, is I mean, I, I've seen a ton of them try, and yeah. more power to uh, Damien Leone for actually pulling it off with art. And I, you know, the actor's name escapes me. I'm sorry, but um, uh, but yeah, it's like I, I mean, art is like a strong enough of a character to actually like kind of get a hook into that, you know, literally in a sense. With this one, like, it's not driven. Uh, this franchise isn't driven. Franchise already. <laughs> but this, this idea isn't driven by like a central like I, I don't think that like every movie is going to be about like the composer shows up and gives everyone a hard time it's going to be more about like an aspect of like death metal you know it's always going to be a something about death metal in a horror movie but probably a little bit more of a um I don't know I don't know um I, I i'd like to have like some characters continue from the first one but you know it's not going to be like you know here's my mean character who shows up in every movie well i was uh, thinking like hellraiser series you've got everything there's cenobites right those are always around but it's the stories are all centered around the box right They're yeah i i think like leaning like what i love to do is like you know looking forward we have you know, let's wave our magic horror wands and say yeah. there's death metal two, three, four, five, six, seven. The idea being that like in in each one, we get a new set of victims who give us a new set of like cool demons, you know, and we get like, a, you know, but like every film we will have like really cool set pieces where the character dies and they come back as like a cool demon, you know, mm -hmm. and then like, so it's like, you know, uh, again, a little bit like the Cenobites, but just without the central character of Pinhead. So it's just like, you know, in two, you know, there's these four or five, six, you know, uh, people who die and then they come back and there are these demons. And three, it's this set, you know, so, and in each one, they kind of come to their doom in a death metal related fashion, you know, whether they hear centered the around, or something else. Will it always be centered around a piece of music? Because that's what I was thinking, like, parallel to um, Hellraiser, where it has a puzzle box. Like, well, I, I have an idea, and I don't want to put it out there until I figure it out, because I don't want to, <laughs> because we're live on the internet, and I don't want to see the dumb us. version of it. <laughs> 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 but I have, like, kind of an idea that 
it's kind of sort of me. I don't know, but we're, we're getting there. It's like, I don't know. But, <laughs> let me write the script. Box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kyle's haunted I, I beard will be the center. <laughs> of <the next. laughs> I, I, I should put out. Um, here. You've got very similar beard shapes. I oh yeah. Oh yeah. Troy's wow. is blue currently, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, did you do that on purpose? Did you? No. You and Troy connected before the show. We're beard brothers. Oh, yeah. It's all good. Beard brothers. Beard brothers. Black, brothers. Black and pepper. <laughs> yeah. I should point out uh, again a quick shout out. Uh, Three Floyd's Brewery in Indiana uh, donated some beer to the production because, uh, like, uh, randomly. Uh, a friend of mine was like, hey, you know, there's this brewery that does heavy metal beers. Wouldn't it be cool if I mean, you're making a heavy metal movie? What if the character, and there's scenes where the characters are singing or drinking beer. What if they're drinking yeah. heavy metal beers? And like just randomly, I emailed there. I was like, yeah, send a guy over, pick up a box. <laughs> it's like, so in the campfire scene, they're all drinking zombie dust. Uh, so, uh, and we actually shot uh, like a little, I grabbed E Ray and put him in a chair off to the side, and we shot like a little bit of a, uh, a beer commercial version of a beer commercial and I've yet to cut it together I'm going to have to but anyways it's like with the bands it's like with three Floyds so I'm just like I, I'm it's I know you did this cool thing I promise I'm gonna take care of you <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah there it is so anyways shout out to three Floyds yeah. for a bit yeah. so you mentioned the blu-ray a few times where can people get the blu-ray for death metal Right now, the Blu-ray is available if you go on Amazon.com. It's a website that sells things. Um, I've heard of it. Yeah. I think, um, that new? You crazy kids. Uh, I, I think um, I mean, there's a couple other places. Like Weirdly enough, like the Blu-ray is a little bit hard to search for because Death Metal is such a... I, I kind of screwed myself with this name, this title, because you, know, oh. that's what, you have to get really super specific because the <laughs> the, the yeah. robot is just like, oh, death metal? There, here, listen to some incantation. Here's like, yes, that new incantation record will come up. So, that's a <laughs> yeah, so it, it is a win-win. <laughs> and what an amazing day for you, Kyle. Yeah, but we're, we're pushing a movie. We're yeah. pushing an album. <laughs> Also, um, I am. I bought. Well, I haven't. I haven't got them, but uh, we'll have um, the movie for sale at the Incantation shows. Oh, not in Europe, but for the states tour that that we'll be doing. Actually, the many tours that'll be happening for the for this new record. Uh, You can pick them up there. Plus, I'm going to have them on our web store, so you can get them at Incantation.com. The movie as well as if you catch the band on tour, there'll still be plenty of tours coming up. Very cool. Colleen said she's going to buy a copy. Sweet, great, awesome. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, uh, every every Blu-ray purchase goes towards uh, fixing the um the end of and again, there's still a value to this because it will become a collector's item one of these days. It'll be, right. It's yeah. going to be like the you know the quarter that has the upside down face yeah. on it, or whatever. Yeah, it's like, it'll be like one of those, like the rare stamp where the duck is looking the wrong way. You know, but yeah, I, I online through Kyle, uh, I'll eventually get off my ass and set up uh, something. I know we do have a website, deathmetalhorrormovie.com. Right now, it's basically just a splash page with a synopsis and some production photos. I'll eventually get off my ass and set up like a, here's how to order the movie from XYZ, la la la. 
Um, for now, it's on Blu-ray. It's also on VOD on Amazon Vudu. And uh, like I said, in about 60 to 90 days, it should be on, you know, to be freebie, la, 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 la. So that'll be, you know, if you don't mind watching a toothpaste commercial in the middle of it, then, you know, it's free. It's Just free. buy the Blu-ray. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Oh, is crawling out of my severed head. I will say, I don't mind those so much, but they are not always uh, placed in, in, in a. I think they're just They'll random. out of the moment yeah, a little yeah. bit. Some yeah. of them, are, I, I, I've watched some really funny stuff where it's just like I'm watching like really intense, you know, uh, people are getting their heads pulled off and then smash is cut to like, you know, thanks to my doctor, I no longer, you know, have IBS. <laughs> 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 but yeah, and uh, you know, live uh, at, at you know that's why I'm pushing out the screenings a little bit because uh, uh, in any situation where that's the best way to watch uh, anything. I can imagine yeah, watching yeah. death metal with like a group of people who are all into metal and horror. It's going to be oh, that'd be so much. I, I would right. say exactly. Yeah, I mean, I and if you find me, run into me in any situation, I'll happily sign a copy and give it to you. Uh, and an Avicenster t-shirt. Take them, take them, please. Uh, but yeah, the, the goal of this movie was, like, like I said, uh, you know, creatively, it was Evil Dead meets Fulci by way of death metal. But the goal for the audience that I'm striving for, and maybe I hit this target, maybe I don't, was uh, I had the opportunity to see Dead Alive on, uh, on a big screen. Wow. When it premiered in Chicago, uh, a friend of mine, because a friend of mine, in fact, uh, Brian Thomas, the guy who yells beans, that guy, <laughs> uh-huh. he was the guy that I would go see horror movies with. So, like, he hit me, hit me up out of nowhere. We had seen Bad Taste, and he, uh-huh. like, he's like, hey, hey, I, I just read in the Chicago Reader that you know the guy who made Bad Taste, yeah. he made another movie about a guy taking care of his zombie mom, and it's playing at midnight at the music box. And I was like, yeah, Soul to the American, I'll be there. Yeah. And so yeah. like, two, after having seen Dead Alive, big screen with those speakers, with a crowd like that, and with, that, with no warning as to what to expect, like we, all of it, it was like 200 people staggered out of that theater. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. And that guy went on to make Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I, I feel like we, we, we're in like this weird alternate thread where like the guy who made Dead Alive made Lord of the Rings and the guy who made Evil Dead made Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. Frodo became Maniac. That's, yeah. What's the guy who made Death Metal going to make? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, we remember him when. <laughs> now he's well, making rom coms. Yeah, I mean, uh, basketball. Uh, in terms of shilling the next thing, can I show the next thing? Of course. Yes, okay, yes. so uh, I wrote and produced, I did not direct. Uh, There's a movie called From the Shadows. And uh, again, I didn't direct that. It was directed by Mike Sargent. I wrote the screenplay and I was a producer on it. And um, same producing partners as on Death Metal, uh, Michael Alden, Ian Holt. Uh, that one uh, stars Keith David, Bruce Davidson, Selena Andrews. We shot that um, uh, in New Jersey. And that is 
coming out in September. Uh, September 22nd, I want to say. And with that one, we're actually going to be in a couple of theaters. Oh, and sweet. then we're going to go to VOD and all that good stuff. So, there yes. Uh, yeah, the new Marvel. Yeah. Right in the new yeah. movie. Ah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, anyways, um, uh, uh, that's the next thing that's coming out, and that's later this year. So, um, awesome. Very, very, very pleased. Yeah, that's very exciting. Yes, yeah. I know. Uh, we're very happy with the end result on that film as well. <laughs> so, um, and then uh, after that, we've got the next set of movies are slowly but surely coming together. You know, we're getting there. So hopefully I'll be uh, getting these two movies out this year and next year sometime. If the gods of Hollywood smile down upon their favored son, if the lords of metal and horror uh, uh, give me your let me bless <laughs> bless <Yeah>. your son, <laughs> Wes Craven bless me. <laughs> if I get these blessings from metal and horror lands, then we can be standing on a set, you know, next year. So we're getting there. That's very exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see more from you. Yeah, exactly. September, we'll look forward to you know going to the movies to check check yeah. the next one out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, five theaters, and uh, we're still in the midst of pulling together the LA premiere. So if you're okay. in, if you're a, if you're an ally, you know we're, we're still putting <laughs> we're, we're still pulling together the red carpet. So uh, you know we're looking at a couple of places yeah. talking to people yeah. doing the thing. Well, and I, we we watched a fun one last week. Uh, limited theatrical release. Matt oh, Mad Heidi, Heidi. yeah. Yeah, yeah it played one night. Yeah, it was very cool. I've seen trailers for that. It looks really it good. It was so good, it, it yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. Kyle, have you heard of Mad Heidi? I have not. It's good. Yeah, yeah so a lot of the... head explosions and cheese. Yeah, yeah. lots of cheese, yep. Yeah. Okay, I like Velveeta. Sort of like... Sound of music ish kind of vibe to it, right? Well, yeah, because right. you remember the old Heidi, the original, where she's living with the grandfather in the mountains, they're making like goat cheese and stuff. Oh, pretty okay. dull oh, yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's a mad horror version of, of the original. Oh, yeah. Heidi. Wow, okay. <laughs> Is there a band called Swiss Misanthrope? <laughs> Oh, I hope so. Awesome. If there isn't, there should be. <laughs> that is the, that that is the band of death metal too, I believe. Yes. No, that's that, that's definitely gotta be a punk rock band. <laughs> oh, that, that's a punk rock band. Let's get uh, three three women with instruments. <laughs> Swiss Miss Emperor. Let's get them out there. Let's okay. Pick it out. Give me some braids, and we're good to go. Uh, Kyle, where can people find you to see what you're up to next? Um, I don't know. I guess on the internet. <laughs> I don't do a whole bunch of social media. I didn't mean back to your house or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I live at, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, I have a couple bands. Um, you know, Shed the Skin, <clears throat> which we were mentioned is in the movie. That's one of my other bands. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, we put out a record every couple of years. And uh, we're working on another one as well. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have, like, my own website or nothing. I'm not that cool. Um, <laughs> you just follow the incantation stuff, <clears throat> and uh, you know that's still my main gig. I'm just not doing live. Uh, and you said that dropped today, that album and yeah. video. Well, the news of the new record dropped today. <clears throat> August 25th is the uh, release date, but today was the yeah they do it now. You do it all one blast, you know. Yeah. New record, new video, um, you know. New tour dates, blah blah blah. Here it all is. Blow up the internet, you know, for a day, and 
and you know see what the flavor is tomorrow <laughs> so but yeah, it works pretty well <clears throat> you know the pre-orders for the records and there's eight different colors on the lp like oh, eight freaking colors so i pull a post yeah. on who's going to collect all eight colors because if you do contact me because i'm going to send you something <laughs> like, <laughs> <you're> gonna... <laughs> Collect the rainbow, yeah. yeah. A, shirt, a nice shirt, perhaps. Yeah. 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 You can have a sinister shirt. I have a... <laughs> Annabelle and I might be in L.A. in August. We might miss the premiere, but we'll see. <laughs> well, um, uh, Jen Khan is going to be in um, Indianapolis. Oh. Okay, Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, this was very fun, and uh, I would love to yeah. have you guys on again sometime. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I want well, to um, right, so how do we work this? Do we go away, or do we just kind of hang around in the background <laughs> and watch? Uh, well, yeah, we got uh, Alice is coming in. Um, if you if you want to stay a little bit and say hi, that's cool. And if not, you guys can yeah. take off. Yeah. Okay. I'll say hi. All right. I'm just gonna play a real quick uh, little oh, ad oh, here while I'm we had trying to say something, sir. I What's just that, say thanks to the uh, horror asylum. I think it was. They said yeah. they a new video. You flashed it a couple times. I just didn't want to interrupt. No, uh, very cool. Oh so, yeah, cool. I'll interrupt. All right, thank you. <laughs> He's used to interrupting. <laughs> I need okay. interrupted some. Take it away. But no, thanks for having me on here. This was yeah, fun. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And hopefully, it wasn't too painful. Your first podcast. It's fine. Divergenized now. Now I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to be right back with uh, Alice here. One second. Cool. cool. Hi, this is Doug Paddy, Pinhead from the Hellraiser movies, and you are listening to Without Your Head. And you better keep listening to Without Your Head, or you will not only be without your head, you will be without your soul, because I will tear it apart. Hello. Here. Alice, can you hear us? Can you hear me? Yeah, you're cracking up a little bit. Let me try this here. Does that help at all? Hello? Yeah, I don't know. This is not... Uh... Yeah, this is... Uh... Yeah, we can't really hear you. At all, I can. I can hear. I think my... it might be coming in all right now. Yeah, a okay. little better now. Yeah. Otherwise, I can take my headphones out and see if that is better. No, I think it's. I you. think we got you now. We got you oh. now. So okay, Alice cool. Mayo McKay, of Bad Girl Boogie, very cool to have you here. Which uh, Bad Girl Boogie, uh, Bad Girl Boogie was just playing at um, Chattanooga Film Festival today, I believe. Oh. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So, Welcome. for people not aware, can you tell them what Bad Girl Boogie is? Yeah. So it's like this punk, like queer, character-driven slasher film, set like with these like high school misfits, and there's like a mask killer with like a supernatural curse and like generational bigotry and stuff like that. Yeah. And so it's uh, coming out July fourth, Fourth of July weekend. Uh, and in, in select theaters July 7th, DVD July 11th, but it's been playing uh, festivals. Did you get to go to any of the festivals to see it in person with uh, with an audience? 
I actually haven't for this film. I think I went to the Melbourne screening in Australia for Monster Fest, and I went to the Adelaide screening and Monster Fest as well. Um, but I didn't actually get to tour this one. That's unfortunate. So, uh, but when you got to see the, uh, those to watch it with an audience, what was that experience like? Yeah, it was really nice. I mean, it was like, yeah. I mean, I don't really like watching my films with a crowd usually, but like, it's nice to know that people care enough to watch it, and you know, seeing those reactions, you know, especially like the scene with a brain earlier on, you know, like hearing what people say about that. That's really cool. Yeah. Now, uh, you toured with the with your first film, your first uh, feature film, because I know you were at Salem uh, Horror Fest, which is near me. Yeah, um, I only went to the, I only did stuff virtually for that one, but for this year I went oh. to Salem for my third film. So I'm doing more touring with that one at the moment, but yeah. Well, what's your third film? Um, it's called T-Blockers. So it had its world premiere at Salem in April, which I was lucky enough to go to, and then it's playing Outfest next month which I'm going to as well. And then Fantasia after that. And then oh, Popcorn nice. Frights. So, yeah. Now, for people who don't know, when you first made your first film, you were 17? I was 16 when oh. we shot it. I am like 15 wow. when I started writing it with my co-writer. Yeah. So, uh, at that age, uh, I assume you didn't go to film school. So, like, uh, what did you do to prepare to make films? I know you made a lot of shorts. Yeah, I mean, I think making shorts was, like, the biggest, like, film school and preparation I could do. Like, right before Sovam, I had done, like, a 25-minute short film, so it was kind of, like, gradually stepping up step-by-step step until Sovam, which I think equipped me enough, you know, to, like, not be too stressed about it and just make it. What, what did you, like, your family and uh, friends think when you're like, I'm going to make a movie? Um, No, my family actually really supportive. They're not, like, a horror fans like they're not super on board with the genre stuff but they like like the idea of me making films which is nice and have been super supportive mm. and yeah i mean a lot of my friends i've found through film like film adjacent like arts and theater stuff so yeah it's been just hanging out with a bunch of creatives which has always been supportive and great uh so a lot of my like uh, yeah well, i was gonna say a lot of my independent film uh, maker friends uh, they most almost none of them went to film school, but uh, they learned a lot from watching uh, like DVDs, like the extras on DVDs and Blu-rays, uh, anything like that. Uh, as far as you're concerned, um, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Bill Mosley is uh is in um, a bad girl boogie. How how did he get involved? Um, well, I mean, I've always been a fan of like. Rob Zombie films, um, like a big fan. And then I had this like small voiceover role um, and obviously didn't think he would do it because he's Bill Mosley. Um, right. But I reached out to his agent and then she kind of like told him about the film and sent him the stuff and he was actually on board with it. So I think it only That's took so like a couple cool. of weeks from like sending it to him and then him recording it. And now Bill Mosley is involved in like this punk, queer, horror slasher film, which I think is, I mean, as a fan of his work, that's just really cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Bill's totally badass. Yeah, yeah. So, um, is there any reason he's not on the IMDb? Is that just to kind of keep it a mystery that he's involved? Or, um, I actually didn't know he was not on the IMDb. Oh, I mean, all right, all he right. could totally be on there. If someone wants to add it or add it, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we we can probably add it ourselves. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. we want to. Uh, 
Uh, by the way, Kyle, uh, thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you. We will talk to you next time. Cool. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Mike. I just want to say hi Mike, to a Kyle. fellow filmmaker. Congratulations on having your movie come out, too. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Thank you. I'll, I'll look uh, up the bad girl boogie. <laughs> yeah. It's a great name. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll check it out first so chance much. we get. But uh, we got a split. Thank right. you, guys. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. So, I, by the way, the name Bad Girl Boogie, uh, who actually came up with that? Um, I came up with that. I was actually listening to, like, a lot of dad rock music when I was writing it. So I was kind of like, I think it was, like, a song or something. And then I was like, oh, like, Boogie Man, kind of like Boogie. And I don't know, it was just, like, some very music punk vibes. I, I don't know, two and two together, and that's how it came about. It's catchy, though. I like it. It is. Uh, well, it's not generic. Mm -hmm. I think if you hear Bad Girl Boogie, you're going to be like, what is this? I have to yeah. check it out. And I don't know what Dad Rock is. Dad Rock is like, um, like you know, like Motley Crue and like, I don't oh, know. Like, oh, so stuff I grew up to call. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're the dad age now. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not an adult. <laughs> yeah, mentally not adult. Right, right. Alice, I'm so sorry I wasn't in here. I, I, this is not a knock on Neil at all, but I thought he was going to go to a song and I needed to eat. But I listened to you, and I'm so happy for you that you made your film. You've made a few films, and now here this one is, and I'm very excited for you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I like a lot. There's a few nods in the movie to uh, you have Dario is one of the characters' name, Gary uh, Fulci. So, uh, and I think watching it, you realize there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, a giallo uh, influences. So is that, is that a genre of horror that uh, you were into? Um, honestly, that's more like the co-writer's influence. Like, it's oh, really? not something oh. I'm a big fan of, like, I'm not, not a fan. Like I appreciate uh -huh. it, but like, it's not my go-to subgenre for sure. So what are your inspirations? What, what is your horror? Like you said, Rob Zombie, but like, what is your... Tell me more. Give me more. I want to know Alice and Alice's inspirations. Um, I mean, like, I'm a big Gregor Rocky fan. So, like, the way, I don't know, especially Nowhere, not that it's a horror film, but it's, like, queer, teen angst, yes. you know, punk music vibes mixed with, like, weird alien sex shit and stuff like that. I don't know. It's pretty horrific. So, I don't know. I feel like he's, like, one of my, like, my favorite director, period. So, that's, like, the biggest yeah. inspiration I have. And then, like, obviously, like, Halloween 2, aesthetically, and... I love how weird and wacky that film is. Um, yeah, those are the main ones, I think. Yeah. So there's how like a craziness to this film for sure. There's like that wild madness to it. Thank you. You mentioned uh, your creative partner uh, Benjamin Paul. William, you mentioned that you had a creative partner Benjamin Paul Robinson. So uh, how long have you been working with him, and uh, how did that come about? Um, so we've been working together, I feel like, since, like, 2018, 2019. It's, like, a, a fair amount of time now. Um, I was on set for this uh, TV show, and then I think he had just moved to Argentina, so I've never actually met him. Um, but he was, like, friends with the DOP. And then they were like, oh, you have, like, a similar taste in film. Like, I think you'd, like, work well, at least get on with each other. And then we did our first short film together, and it's just kind of been from then onwards just writing kind of most of our work together. And so um, you said he's got the, the giallo, uh, you know, interest. And 
are any of your interests like different from his? So I, I always think that could actually, you know, help, uh, you know, working if, if people have different views and, you know, you could come to a, a you know, a middle ground. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess he's like more like jello and classic horror stuff. And I mean, with Bad Girl Boogie as well, like a lot of like the mask history stuff and like, that was kind of more on him as well, I'd say. So yeah, I think it's just a good balance of like me being more like with like modern horror films and like his like background with other stuff and like more supernatural things. I think it's a good combination. Who designed the actual mask? It's pretty cool. Um, So the actor who plays Dario Iris was like the costume and production designer as well for the film. So they like designed the mask with their friend and they like created it from scratch. I think there was like, three actual masks we had for the film oh cool did you uh keep them yeah we have one of them so like one of them was like smashed and then one of them was like lost in the ocean and so there's like one left which is covered in blood and like a bit fucked <laughs> so that's the one i have at the moment yeah. i like that i like the cool idea that one's lost yeah, yeah i like that one's lost in the ocean though and someone could find it someday washed ashore <laughs> totally it was like on the first day of set as well it's like the scene where the character throws it in the ocean. It wasn't supposed to go as far, but then this massive like wave kind of like hit us all. So it wasn't a great way to start off, but lucky we had two more. Gonna be like I an artifact or something. Right? Yeah, it was gonna be some diver that finds it. Like, what the oh! hell is this thing? <laughs> I was going to say um, that I mentioned that it's, you know, there's a madness to it, but it's also feels like there's a lot being said, you know, about, uh, I can imagine many different ways to take this and look at it more deeply. So if you could share more about like what is going on, like it seems like it's um, like symbolic in certain ways, especially the characters where it's sort of like an abuse kind of things. And I'm that's many words. So, <laughs> so yeah. I think you get the gist of what I'm asking about. Yeah, I get the gist. Um, I don't know. I mean, there is a lot of like, stuff going on not only i guess with like the real world issues and like the more grounded things characters experience but i mean then also i guess like the history of the killer and like how like the mask is kind of like used like i don't know not because it's not like excuse for bigotry but like it unleashes like their inner hatred so it's not just like some person who's like i hate gay people killing people it's like oh that's like this deep-seated hatred that's been like passed on throughout generations and stuff like that um, as well as like obviously like bullying in the high school and all these different things and like the age gap relationships and stuff like that and substance abuse so I don't know I mean there's like I guess like surface level you could look at it just like out cast like teens and like a lot of queer people can relate to that I guess and yeah. with those issues and then also I guess the mask has like a lot of more meaning as well rather than just a killer for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it was a, it was interesting because when I think curses, I think of something that's been along around a long time. And when you think of bigotry, you think it's uh, it must be like outdated thinking, but it stays around and you can't get rid of it. So I actually thought it was an interesting way to incorporate uh, a cur- to combine the curse and bigotry together. Thank you. And there's generational trauma that goes into that stuff too. Like you mentioned, uh, Alice, about the idea of things being passed down. You know that that hatred you have a baby and it's not hating anybody it wants to be fed and help um and then there's this generational trauma and part of that generational trauma is for the traumatized like 
the people that are perceived as victims and also the people who are the victimizers. Like they're learning that from a place. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Colleen wants to know, um, how did you get on TV show sets? Um, so like, to be honest, I just asked like Adelaide, South Australia, where I'm from and like grew up is like a very small knit like community. Like a lot of shows film there with like local crews, but then like a lot of actors and stuff are all like flown from all over the world. So I literally just like messaged a production company that was working for Screen Australia, a big funding corporation. I was like, oh, I'm like a student. I think I was like 12. I love films and stuff. Um, kind of my passion. And then I was just really lucky enough to get on that set. And then from then, like a lot of the same people work on a lot of the same shows. So it's just being able to go from that set. And they liked me, luckily. So yeah, just from that kind of continued. That's wonderful. Um, Colleen says, uh, this sounds a lot uh, like a lot of perfect modern issues that would hit teen audiences perfectly and adds that it, it would mean a lot to her 16-year-old daughter. Well, that is really nice. Hopefully it does connect with people. Well, I think that's a you know important part of uh, the horror genre. Of course, you can watch and see all the cool uh, effects and, and the gore and everything. But a lot of it has messages, you know, underneath all that. And I think always think it's a good way to, uh, you know, to tell your story through uh, either horror or science fiction. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've always like also really loved like the Black Christmas. I think it was like the 2019 yeah. remake. Like I know a lot of people hate on that. <laughs> but I mean, it's a film aimed, I guess, you know, for younger female audiences traditionally. But I really liked how that was like a, a fun slasher film. But also it was about toxic masculinity and like, hatred and like rape culture i don't know I, like that was really impactful for me watching that um it's still one of my favorite films yeah well since you are from a different uh generation i'm interested what are some of the horror movies that made you want to become a filmmaker um i feel like i don't know i feel like black christmas they like all three of them actually are like big parts of like wanting to become a filmmaker especially like the third one because that was like oh i can see like these more relatable stories and like what I want to tell, um, also be involved in mainstream horror, um, craft legacy as well. I'm listening to all these films, I got panned, but like, that was like my, like, I don't know, that really meant a lot to me. I think that film, and it was also like, I don't know, there's a place for me at the horror table. Um, yeah, that, those two scary 61st as well. I just fell more in love with like filmmaking and horror. Yeah. I think those are my top three. So when you started doing the shorts, um, how did you, did you go, did you send those to festivals? Did you put them online? Like what were your ideas to do with them? Yeah. So I think like the first short I made was like this, like, um, uh Oh, you still hear it? Alice, if you can hear us, your sound cut out. You may have lost Alice. Um, well, but she's still present because the the little lady. She made a comeback that first time. She could yeah. do it again. Exactly. Hello. Hmm. I know she's uh, in Australia. So. Yes, I was going to ask about that too, and I don't know if she's listening, but just to like fill up a little space. 
is I'm so curious about what her experience is of bigotry in Australia. Mm. And because, yeah, there's bigotry worldwide, but I'm wondering what it's like there. Just like in the States, different parts of the country are dramatically different from other areas of the country. So I'm going to be interested. If she makes it back, I will, I will really want to know more about that. You know, this idea of having a place at the table and what is that like for her there? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, she, you? oh no. Yeah, unfortunately, she oh. can't hear us either. So I think we uh, may have. Uh, she may be making a comeback. Yeah, I think she just tried to pop back in. I, I, I popped her in and out to oh. see. If oh, okay. I don't think it's working. Oh, no. Unfortunately. But um, I don't know. But I hope people check out Bad Girl uh, Boogie. Oh, yeah. It's coming out uh, next week. It's cool that there'll be a physical release later in the month. Uh, July 4th, it'll uh, be on digital. Select theaters July 7th and on oh, DVD nice. July 11th. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's good stuff. And her first film, Sovam, is uh, currently on Shutter. I want to see that one so much. Cool. I saw that. I'll the check that one out. Just the yeah. poster art, like this, yeah. is great. And I have to watch it. And her third film just premiered at uh, at Salem Film Festival, which is really wild. Yeah. And I've mentioned Salem F Film Festival before. We've talked about different festivals. It is all about inclusivity. Like that is mm -hmm. that is the heart of the Salem Film Fest. Is about providing a space for people who are marginalized to be able to have their work out there and it's it's really a wonderful thing it's it's a great crowd they do not put up at all with um any kind of nastiness from good not colleen, nastiness. <laughs> colleen that's amazing that you have seemed totally unafraid to chase your dreams absolutely admire the best of luck to you and your and all your endeavors very nice and uh she i'm interested too uh where it's going to be playing i'm going to look yeah. into that yeah sometimes it's not listed until closer uh, especially for limited releases out in australia and maybe not released in the u.s uh no because this was set up through uh through an american uh oh, thing. So, yeah, it's gonna be, yeah wow that's fantastic uh she'd like to take her teens yeah i'm really interested I'll, I'll look more into that and we'll update on the show and in the facebook group yes so uh maybe we're gonna play a song from tim fife and uh if we get us back on we'll continue if not we'll talk about some other stuff okay does that good sound good yeah sounds good look at your phone though for for texts that are communicating to you during yeah time. i have it on here uh, hopefully it works out, but uh, yeah. I understand things do not. But we're gonna go to break here briefly. We've got a, I've got a song here from Timothy Fife, Music of the Month, and then we'll be right back. Three minutes and two seconds.
Hi, my name is Kevin Kepi, and I am your nightmare mom. And you are watching without your head, 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 head. Yes, I, I was gonna rotate uh, liners, but I I kind of like the Kepi one, so I've kept them for a little while. He's getting a lot of airplay here, Kevin Kepi, but he's a really yeah, cool guy. Friend, this is familiar, but it is really cute. So yeah. 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 Um, he recently um someone was looking for a tall, slender person to play a monster thing. And I recommended Kevin Kepi, and uh looks like he got the, the role. So that's very, very cool. nice. We've had a few uh slender acting folks on the show. Yes, yes. They the um yeah. I, I think there's a certain look that's needed to play the uh to the play monsters because it's easier to add you can add bulk on but you can't necessarily That's take that very true and, and then there are a couple of them that are bulky that and they're needed so it's like different body types that are needed depending on definitely the absolutely there's a place for them um i hope troy is coming back because well i don't know i don't want to like go down a road and start opening the can of worms if you want to like but I do want to talk about the trauma thing. Yeah, we'll wait for Troy. He's checking on his dog. So we'll oh, wait for him to come back for that meanwhile, part. What's going on? We are doing dinner and a movie this weekend live for mm -hmm. stuff. One of them is Indiana Jones, I remembered. And the other one is... Is the, the Uncut Infinity Pool. Yeah. So I'm a big fan. I loved Infinity Pool. Uh, but I've not seen the uncut version. I've only seen... I only saw it once. I saw the theatrical cut. And I didn't really even know there was an uncut version until uh, Justin Bernard Head oh. uh, went and got the. Apparently, they put it on Blu-ray, but only in Canada. So he got the okay. Canadian Blu-ray to watch it. Was that those Cronenbergs are from Canada? That's uh, it. Must be one. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you have to have you know you have to have like a region free player to play. Yeah. I think. So anyway, uh, I happen to see that it's playing at Brattle Theater, I think this weekend only, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And so that's going to be pre pretty sweet. Anvil's never seen it at all, so I'm very excited uh, to see it. some of it, kind of. In my uh, tradition of movie watching in my free time, ah. it kind of runs, mm -hmm. and I hope to absorb it. Right. Sometimes I'm good, and I sit down and pay attention. Like, if it's stuff that we're actually going to interview people for, then it's like I have to yeah. be a good student and watch it. But, yes. But to see it on a big screen, uncut, it, I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, I think it's going to be excellent. And it's a, such a divisive movie. I've seen so many people, to put it bluntly, bitch and moan about it. Yeah, I have too, yeah. yeah. Even some people that, yeah, some of my uh, filmmaker friends have really not liked it. Uh, I was really kind of surprised, but uh, I really like Brandon Cronenberg movies. Um, yeah. His last, uh, the previous one before this, I thought was great. What were the grievances? Like, the grievances I can think of are that it's, like, not Cronenberg-y enough. Like, it's his son. Yeah, I'm not really, but yeah, it's, he's really got his own deal, so, like... Yeah. He shouldn't really just make what he thinks people is that that his fans of his dad would like. Mm -hmm. Or some people yeah. feeling like it's too, uh, too. Tiny. I don't really don't know. A lot of people didn't like it. I'm not. I'm not really familiar. I I know there was. I'm in part of a group chat, and most of them really didn't like it. And I'm not really positive why. Mm. Mm. 
I thought Ed asked a lot of cool, uh, interesting questions. It's uh, really well acted. Great cast. A lot of there's a very. It's very very weird. I don't know. It, it hit a lot of things for me that I liked. Is that Infinity like, Pool. Yeah. 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 Did you see it? I haven't seen it. No. No. Yeah, it's uh, the uncut ones playing this weekend at uh, Brattle. Oh, nice. I didn't know there was an uncut version. No one did. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. No so at least I'm not just out of the loop. <laughs> so, yeah, Brattle, the. Troy, do you have a. Yeah, uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Oh. I think. I know, like, he, Alexander Skarsgård got his, his start, like, as the sexy werewolf on. Um, on the, what's a true blood, but um, there, I think he's a genuinely good actor. He's he's in some oh, like yeah. kind of bad, like, like, uh, like he's in that new Tarzan and stuff like that. That's not particularly great, not really. But his fault, I think but... when he, no, no, I think when he's he's in something where he's got he has more, you know, he has a platform to act in, I think he's actually very good, yeah. Like this, I agree because like he was he was the high uh, spot of, uh, yeah, the TV version of well, the second TV version of the. Yeah, stand. I never watched it. Yeah, mm. he he's about the only bright spot though. I'm afraid. Mm. He plays Randall Flag, right? Yeah, oh, he and he's it? perfect. He's perfect. Interesting. He swaggers yeah, I, around. He's a, he's a cool Randall Flag. Read, reading it recently, I think he's a. I, I, the the guy who played him in the old TV version does not fit my yeah uh, my idea of watching uh, of when you're reading it. It does not match. Nothing against no, the guy. No, yeah. I mean, that, was little, that movie wasn't especially accurate to the book either. No, that's what I thought this one would be, but it wasn't either. The best part of that one was the um, uh, what's his name? Yeah, Matt no. honestly, Matt Brewer, I think, would have played a better Randall Flag too. Probably yes. would have. Can he be on the show? And Hopefully it's funny because on the new know. one, <laughs> the guy from that's the Flash in the new Flash movie, he's uh, the trash can man in that one. Huh. And he's really quite bad. As uh, oh really? As oh. Yeah, he's not very good at all. And from understand the um the shorter version of uh of the book because they originally put it out shorter I believe and they cut out like a lot of stuff about trash can man and to me that's like some of the best stuff in the book oh yeah if anything they sh I will say this like obviously Stephen King's a great writer so but uh, I know I'm gonna be in the minority of people who blast me but the stand the book needs to be edited down there's like 500 pages that could could be out once they the build-up's great once they get where they're going there's like a whole novel of them like rebuilding society and like making like censuses and yeah you don't really know need to know a lot of the the yeah. council meeting stuff and and then they leave out in both versions um the guy that the trash can man bumps into on the way, the kid, and the kid yeah, is like great. the it's scariest fucking character ever. That kid is the. I haven't read this in a long time. 
um but the kid was the guy that in the book from the beginning he was like kind of sociopathic right oh big yeah, time yeah, yeah. he yeah. Right. he takes trashy and he rapes him with his pistol and like oh, he's what? just not a nice yeah, man really... he is oh, a bad right. bad fella trash so is no great in the yeah, trash is so good in the book because, like, there's you know, you really feel sympathy for oh, him too. Yeah. He's not just you know the, a villain or anything. He's a yep. It's, a, it's an interesting and, character. And then you see you see the kid in one one of the Bernie Wrightson illustrations. I don't know which version of the stand has him, but he's great. He's just this evil little guy. He's just okay. not a nice little man. Did he do the, I know there was, uh, I think it was the first publication. I was a kid and uh, I think it was the first publication of that larger story. And they had these cool little black and white guys. Yeah, that's that must have been it because there's a bloated like corpse that like is so rights it. Like you see it, you're just like, oh my God, I love this. I need, I'm looking at it now. I have to, I have to know. But you guys can still talk while I'm looking. Oh, okay. <laughs> So that's all I want. If anybody ever makes a version of the stand, I just want this scene. That's all I ask. You know, I don't ask for much. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see a real version. I know there was. Uh, I always thought like, and I'm sure this is probably asking a lot because Stephen King would get huge money for each you know movie and all and each title. But how they did um, uh, Game of Thrones and how the plan idea is for interview with a vampire where the series would be the like each each season's a novel i know the interview with the right. vampire series the first like two or three seasons are going to be the first book which yep. i've heard people complain about i don't get Ooh, that I either it. i went berserk for it i it's one of the best things i've seen in yeah, a long, long i don't time. even mean the show itself i haven't watched it oh once. okay i mean the idea that they're going to spread out the first novel over like two or three seasons why that would be bad I think oh. that's good because there's so much instead of cutting all this stuff out and getting like a small version of it, like you do in a movie, if you have, if you have a series and you can make two seasons out of it, why wouldn't you do that? Absolutely. Unless you're stretching it out. I mean, that's the thing, I guess. Yeah, if you have a short story and you're stretching, you yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's one thing. But, but a lot of these shows now are like eight episodes or something. So yeah. it's easy yeah. to do, you know. Yep. So my idea was it, it probably wouldn't be like uh money wise really makes sense for King, but if they would did it if they would do a show where each season or, or a couple seasons would be one of his books. Yeah. Then you could you could give them like you could give them the actual space they need and then like then you oh, follow yeah. up. That would I don't be think tremendous. King is concerned about money. I honestly don't. Oh. I think that he does what he feels like doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he'll support what he feels like supporting. And if he thought that he could have that happen and, and work, I totally think he'd be on board for it. But you have to really believe in it. Like he has yeah, um, yeah. Flanagan doing all this stuff because he really believes it. Flanagan was no one, right? Mm -hmm. Basically, uh, I've contact with this person. Maybe we'll have him on the show sometime. We'll see. But they were just a regular guy. Mike Flanagan is just a regular person. And Stephen King... It's like you're the one you're gonna do the things so you didn't have to stick with it he chose to because he has the power to do it yep so we'll see what happens 
So uh, we were waiting for you to come back to talk about this, Troy. Um, and we're going to have him on the show next week live, which we're very excited about. Um, oh, before that, let me show this real quick. Okay. Oh, did you get the, the yeah. yeah, the bloated corpse? It's so gross and great. So gross oh, yeah. and great. <laughs> yep. Typical rights and shit, you know, like, yeah. come on. Amazing. Whenever I get too big for my britches, if I'm doing a little pen and ink, I just look at rights and stuff and go, I suck. Do you have a, like, no, stop it. Do you have, like, a blow-up awesome. in there? It's Not on hot. this, unfortunately, but I, I, I can uh, just save it and add it in here. That one's so loaded, like, that whole book, like, I think rights and probably does maybe 20 or 30 different illustrations in it, and they're just also beautiful. He's incredible. It was one of the people that really turned me on to horror was just oh yeah yeah i was in the library peeking at freaking stephen king books like it was porn it was like <laughs> oh yeah someone's gonna see me looking <laughs> and bernie wrightson's art i was like oh look oh, at yeah. that thing oh my oh, God. it's just so great gross it's like slumpiness oh my god <laughs> so yep I had never read The Stand, and then um, right when at the beginning of COVID, I was like, "Oh, I got uh, maybe I'm gonna have a lot of just time." So, I'm <laughs> and so I started reading it, and this was at the beginning, on like right when things were shut down, and so we didn't know like what was really happening or how bad things were gonna get. And the beginning that was a the, great book to pick, Ben Neal. You know? No, it was not. So the beginning of The Stand <laughs> is very much like that. Like it is yeah. the beginning of of a. Uh, pandemic and the idea of like they really go into detail of like this person has this and then they go to the theater and then there's this person got it from them and brought it home to them and i was like oh i can't read this right now so i stopped reading it uh for like a like a couple months until you know when things were like they're not great but we know like it's not going to become the stand so that then i, I remember that actually now that you say that that came up in like i think stephen king does most of his interaction with the public in, in Twitter and uh, because people were noticing parallels between the stand and COVID. So people start going down that like yep. a little too, yeah, a little too <laughs> similar, you know. Yeah. Captain that, Trip it, and uh Yeah, it gets much different for people who yeah. know than it you know becomes much more uh spiritual oh, and, and things like that. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Uh, so Troma, what the Troma. hell? What is going on? Troy, you know about this, right? I don't think I do. I I didn't think I was in the loop before. Now I know I'm not. Troma Why? What happened with booted off of YouTube. Told everything's what? fine. You can look it up right now. I did it. And it's like, sorry. Whoa. That doesn't exist. Yeah, it's been totally and did banned. Did they give any reasons? Is anything so wrong? I guess, and Neil's familiar with this because he does all the YouTube stuff that's like a three strikes policy. Oh. And what I was, I didn't do a lot of research time, but when I found out about this, my mind went to places as to why this could have happened. And it seems like it is not so much about bots trawling through YouTube because there's so many, and people were posting about this, there's all kinds of nudity and nastiness on YouTube. Oh, you God, can, yeah. Like, look for 80s horror. You better believe that there's just a hand to everybody out there. <laughs> you can go and you can find all kinds of crazy, nasty shit. 
And so if that was a real thing, this wouldn't be new. Trauma has been on YouTube for how long? I will say it's not it's not necessarily three strikes because they're pretty vague in a lot of their rules. And they also say that they can just like delete you at any time if if yes. they think so. So if you're bad. It, yeah. If you're bad, bad man, bad woman, bad person. So Troma was bad man and deemed inappropriate. Let me let me pull it up. I'll pull up the thing. Cause yeah. uh so Lloyd had posted about this on Twitter, Lloyd Kaufman, Troma Man, and was like, Hey, 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 this is happening. Please, 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 like take take to the airwaves and burn it all down um, because it's bullshit. It's just crazy. Wow. Let me find it. Oh, this is not what I want. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason why the Severed Limbs is moving uh, to kick because of the last Severed Limbs, even though I, I marked them uh, for 18 and older, they they said it was... Uh, and it's very weird how they word it, the nudity, because I, uh, I got these... I've got the emails, and they don't... It's not just nudity. It's nudity that is um intended to uh like uh provoke pro like provoke you or something i was like come on oh well usually though youtube i know at work i can't look up certain videos you know because of the school like they'll block things so i don't see why that you know arouse around it's nudity oh. that's an intended to arouse you uh-huh. so, like, as opposed to i don't know <laughs> nudity or something Oh, maybe. So let me see if I can present it. Well, that's so weird, though. Mess around. And then, like, you're asking, like, who's, who's, you know, who's saying this is arousing? And try to do this. How do I share my screen? Just click the share screen. Could you show nothing that's like any type of like. Neil just isn't. I mean, just regular ads, like for toothpaste and stuff have stuff that's tried to arouse people oh big time like yeah. facebook ads are a lot more graphic than a lot of the stuff mm -hmm. do they titillate and arouse so lot, okay lot, lot. i've got it here i'm not gonna try to screen share it's too much of an effort um so this is the message that lloyd kaufman got from youtube Hi, Troma Movies. We have re reviewed your appeal for the following because it had happened and he tried to put in an appeal. Re appeal for the following, channel Troma Movies. We reviewed your channel carefully and have confirmed that it violates our sex and nudity policy. We know that we know this is probably disappointing news, but it's our job to make sure that YouTube is a safe place for all. I will get into my feelings. How this wow. affects your channel. We won't be pulling putting your channel back up on YouTube. Thanks, the YouTube team. Yeah, what a yeah. Wow. It's gone forever and, and yeah. hours and hours of your stuff's deleted forever. Wow. Not, yes. All your, That's your a followers slippery slope. That's not a good right? trend yeah, to thanks, start. Bud. It's crazy. Wow. That is so it made me fucking pissed. Yeah, that's that's totally wrong. I get wanting to not like, yeah, you don't want to like be like go Nazis and shit like uh -huh. that. And then there's adult discretion. <laughs> yeah, like you exactly. said in the first thing is, um, you know, not every movie is for everybody. But I'm not going to tell, like, I might not like a lot of things and I might think that they're bad for people. Like, I can think that, right? Yeah. There are, yeah. is entertainment out there that I think is not helpful or healthy. And that's, not my decision 
to decide for other people what they can and can't do. Like, right, right. You just can't do it. Like, it's. If somebody's worried about their kids, kind of watch your kids, you know, like see what they're watching. That shouldn't be like on Lloyd or on, you know, YouTube to make some decision like that. That's ridiculous. So from what I saw when I was, because I was pissed and that, that whole like freezing made me think, huh, why did this happen? And it turns Mm. out that usually this happens because people report things. Oh, okay. What fucking up their own ass idiot yep. would report this. Like, it's fucking trauma. Like, this isn't this. You, yeah. Cool, you don't like you it. You can just you avoid it if you if you, it's not right. for you. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of things that people can criticize about it totally. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like, Neil and I watched that movie, Shakespeare Shitstorm. <laughs> There's all kinds of crazy madness. And I could see people being offended. Oh, that was an interesting coincidence. I saw a post sometime in the middle of the night when I couldn't sleep that was said um, something about there's a difference between being triggered and being offended. They're not the same. And I think people do have to realize that. Sometimes we won't like things because we feel offended by them. That doesn't mean we're getting traumatized by them. Sometimes maybe you will. Maybe you've had a trauma and something will make you really feel endangered. Because that's a real, I'm a counselor. That's a real oh, thing. Yeah. But my God. Yeah, my God. Little everything bad. out just in case, you know, like. No, because eventually you have nothing. Gonna, yeah. Everything is potentially uh, triggering or uh, yep. or offensive to, to somebody. Yeah. It was funny. And that, does, and that doesn't mean that they don't have the right to feel uh, offended or anything, but oh, absolutely. it also doesn't mean that everything has to be sanitized to a point that dude, who's who eventually what, uh, what are you going to be left with? That's why it's always my advice to like, you know, the kids with weird allergies, you know, like yeah. if you have a latex allergy, don't expect everyone in the world not to have a balloon just in case you you're going to be. Yeah, and that's by. unfortunate. You might want to keep right. an eye out for this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, my nephew Adore has a life threatening dairy allergy. Guess what? Oh, yeah. We watch out for that. You have to, yep, you exactly. Do the things like that, and I know like peanut allergies is airborne, and it's that's very. I don't even can't comprehend that. Um, but that's. Kind of thing. Yeah, you got to do your like homework, you know. If you danger, yeah. I don't know. There's like different levels of danger to look at. It's not black and white. I guess is the bottom yep. line. Things aren't black and white. There's different areas to think about. What is what's offensive and what is actually truly propaganda damage. Right, right, exactly. Bad, yeah. bad, like straight yep. out bad. Like if I'm, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like if there's some KKK propaganda video being circulated through youtube i wouldn't feel so great about that but no no this is yeah that's that's madness right there that's just not good it's not and it was so funny because earlier when i'm i was messaging uh neil about it and um he responded about uh from the point of view of like the christian this is not me passing judgment but there is a, a very extreme Christian right that does kind of want to it's trauma is very polarizing in a lot of different ways so oh, there's yeah. people from all walks of politics and belief systems that don't like it 
Yeah. So it's weird. There is a big right wing following to to the trauma films, who I don't really think they understand <laughs> a lot of uh, the points of, especially yeah. like, well, no, I'll, they actually they just make it movie. for like face value, you know, and yeah, it's like honestly, it's it's there's a there's an audience. Uh, that like the Romero movies, who I don't think understand them either, who are very right wing. I see them on uh, on Facebook. Yeah, well, the same true. thing with music. Like, there's a lot of music that people will use as like, this is their their theme, like Pink Floyd stuff. Another brick in the wall. Guess what? You don't know what. <laughs> that a, a perfect example of that is <laughs> is Born in the USA. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So on the wrestling side, there's a. There's uh, the maga. This guy, the maga butcher, used to be a necro butcher, and then suddenly he became very Trump and stuff. But whatever, whatever he wants to do, I don't care. But his theme song is is uh, born in the USA, and a caller always says about it. And I was like, Have you ever listened to the lyrics? It's like, Oh yeah, it's not this gung ho rah rah uh, yep. patriotic song. And it, it's it's really stupid that he uses that as a song if you actually listen to more than than I born in the USA. <laughs> And so this, I think this just goes in both directions. There's people that are so want to see what they want to see for better, for worse, that that shapes their reality. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I know I make art that even like stuff that we all make, we all make that's could be offensive that's, to people. Yeah, yeah. yeah right uh, now, like, we could be offensive to people. And what, like, that, and you shut us down or ban us forever? I mean, The new on. shirt I put on Amazon was pulled down for Psycho <laughs> Ape because they said that it was uh, intolerant of of, men, of, the, of mentally ill. And I did assume that this was just a bot, as Annabelle said earlier, that, that picked up the word psycho. Oh, okay. And so I, I replied and wrote, I wasn't I also tell people don't. Uh, I wrote in the thing: be civil when you do contact YouTube on on Twitter or something. Oh, yeah. I think that's more yeah. helpful. But it wasn't helpful here. I wrote a nice email <laughs> and I explained it's a movie and all this stuff. And they wrote back, and it was a person even said their name. They said no, it violates. And I was, wow. And so then I went through Amazon, and there's literally like tens of thousands of things that say psycho. There's little <laughs> kid shirt that says cute but psycho, and uh, there's a a pretty oh, yeah. popular uh, brand, Psycho Bunny. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote all this. Boom! Again, it doesn't matter. Wow. You pissed someone off. <laughs> yeah, that's that's freaking me out a little someone bit. Targeted it's, you. So the ideas are: I've seen people saying, "Oh, well, they, we all got to go by these rules, or whatever." And as Lloyd said, you know, sometimes you think, "Oh, whatever," until they come after you. But a uh, uh, a lot of these people in this realm, maybe they don't do nudity, but they do gore. They do these. Oh yeah. Once they go after one thing, like we don't, we also offended by this. So let's take all of this off of, off of YouTube. So. And the whole like yeah, you need to be a, a safe scary place. Trend. Like, you know, like YouTube is a safe place, and I actually did write uh, like a not civil. Like I never use Twitter, but I did. And it's like, so I don't know if you know who, I don't know if I'm pronouncing right, Eugenia Cooney. And uh, she is, it's really sad. It's this girl, straight up anorexia. This is a bone. This this is a, a bone. And she has lovely hair. That is probably not hers because when you have, I'm eating, this eating disordered section. This is my 
trigger trigger warning eating disordered section um because i do know that can be really problematic so tune out for a little bit if you don't want to hear about um eating disordered stuff so she's a bone and she's got like maybe even millions of subscribers and people are commenting all the time like you need help you're sick and then there's people who are like oh i think you're beautiful and i'm gonna find her so you can see what i mean this isn't an exaggeration this is a girl is a bone and she's been on for years so youtube can keep up this actual alive human being this child who is truly sick pretend she's not, is influencing people in all kinds of ways to be afraid for her and to emulate her. So that's okay. But these stupid, batshit, crazy movies that are not real, that has to go away? Come on now. That's, yeah, that's I, I'm totally fine if they do, because uh, I do this on certain, uh, especially on the Severed Limb stuff, which I'm not going to do, unfortunately, more. But uh, I'm going to do them, but not, not on YouTube. Yeah. Is, uh, you mark them adult only. And so I'd be totally fine if they say, hey, you got all this stuff you have to mark adult only. That's totally cool. Uh, because I'm an adult. We're all adults. So we can choose to watch that stuff if we exactly. want to. And um, so that's all fine. But the idea that no one can watch it at all, if you're an adult or not, I don't think is cool. Yeah. Well, I like you guys that. were saying earlier, it's it's like that uh Nemo and as Colleen or, uh, says, art is subjective. Oh, it's yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't matter if I personally even like it or not. I, yep. Yeah, like I might hate Rob Zombie movies, but I'm not going to say don't make them. Yeah. Right. Yep. It's like I don't. And if people don't stick like, together on that, then that's when it becomes one of those. Like, I agree. You know, the Niemöller poem where you're doing the, they came for the communists, but I didn't do anything because I wasn't a communist. Mm -hmm. Then they came for the, you know, and by the time they get to you, there's nobody left to help you, you know? So that's not a good thing. Not a good thing at all. Neil, did you get that picture? All right. So this is really bad. This is a picture of this girl from eight weeks ago. And she's been getting smaller and smaller and smaller. She's a bone. You see this, right? Yeah. Do you see this girl? It makes oh. me emotional. Like I feel like I could cry. Oh. I really, I've like got to keep it together. Oh. I have to keep it together because this person has hundreds oh, of that's thousands scary. of viewers watching. How old her. is that poor girl? She might be. I know she looks like a kid, but that's oh, part man. of this. It's like this is a sick person. Uh, I worked in, an, uh, I won't even go into it, but it is, um, it's very upsetting to me that a bunch of stupid, okay, yeah. goofy ass movies that goes away, but this, because they're making money off of it because there's millions of views. Yeah. That's, you know, people are there to support her, you know, and tell her, Hey, don't go down this road. That's some are, but there are people who are eating yeah. her. They're looking to her as like inspiration. Well, I will go and say it. I worked in an eating disorder unit of residential for, for teenagers and they are inspired. Oh yeah. Very much by each other. Um, yep, she is, oh, I just had it. 28. Oh, see, because I thought she was like 16 or something like that. Yeah, that's just sad. That's just. It's awful. So, yeah. But the point being that I just think it's really gross. Yeah. That yep. People 
can be more concerned at people, not just YouTube, people can be more concerned about stupid movies yep. than this kind of thing. Like, if you're going to give a shit about something, go into the world and do something constructive. Yep. This doesn't matter. It doesn't. Yeah, if, you're gonna, like, if you're looking to help somebody out, like, you know, making trauma disappear from YouTube doesn't help anybody no, out. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yep. So it very much pisses me off. This just seems like, I don't know. So I'm really looking forward to talking with uh, Lloyd next week. And oh, uh, so it's glad Ambo brought it up. And Lloyd, Lloyd um, I always like to talk uh, about to anyone who's worked with trauma because I think it's interesting the different takes people have. So uh, last night was a bonus episode of uh, Without Your Head with James Balsamo. And oh, I nice. talked to him about um, his experience, and he said, uh, without uh, working for Troma early on, he would have never went on to make his own movies. And he made no money for him. He got actually got paid. They would give him what they call shakers. It's DVDs with with the DVD would be loosened, so they couldn't sell the box. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what he get paid. But it, it's what that uh, is classic, though. I love that. Yeah, learn to make movies and and had connections and stuff. And I thought oh, it was yeah. a, it's a great story. And so, and then we talked a little bit about this issue. And so, it'll be nice to have Lloyd on because I do want to ask about: Did he get warnings? Oh, yeah. How did this work out? Because yep. uh, I know a lot of people are just you know guessing. There was all these. I don't know if there were or not. So, and if it's just individuals that can like, you know, throw like a, you know, oh, I'm offended by this, mm -hmm. then you know you could just get five any five idiots together and oh yeah, exactly. say I I don't like this. Well, let's get rid yeah. of it. Then, and you know? interesting too is That's we've had Lloyd on many times over the years, ever since the beginning of the show, and I remember early on him being a big advocate for YouTube and also yes. trying to keep it where. Uh, everyone was is equal uh, playing field on YouTube, which isn't the case anymore. But it used to be everyone was. So even if you had you no follow, well, you know, you get you have to get followers stuff, but you could have no money behind you. But if you put out something interesting, people wanted to watch. You'd be the same as a big company who did it. Now oh. things are different. But uh, oh, he see, was a guy that was part that. of the building of, of the platform. I remember when he always used to talk about that. Yeah, because he was he was all yeah, like net neutrality, is, you know. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's a shame, though. That's just like ah, I don't know what to say. I'm kind of kind of blindsided by that. That just weirds me out too much. And like the idea of small groups of people having control. It's on Facebook. Yeah. People are banned all the time for stupid shit. And again, it's like, do I think that a uh, KKK video should be out there with people like doing their crazy shit? Oh, I don't yeah. think that's a great idea, but I think the vast majority of people are not doing that kind of stuff on Facebook. No. And they're just no. getting booted. And it's crazy. It happens to Neil a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's why I can't, I don't want to say, but maybe that backup things. But the, uh, uh, some of them recently have been just because I tried to, uh, to be like, uh, not to be like super PC or anything, but just though, no, like I can't say certain things. Okay. But right. like there was one uh, last year, I talked about the professional wrestler, Christian cage and I got banned. They said it was a hate crime towards, towards, towards religion. Wow. Uh, and so I wrote a big thing. I was like, it's a, this guy's name is Christian cage. 
he's a professional. We were what we were doing a live like video. You know, the guy was wrestling. Oh, so you didn't it, like his match, so you hated on all Christian. Yeah, I hate I hate oh, Christian. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and that one, I'm sure, I think was a bot because it as soon as I hit enter, it comes up. We've reviewed this. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this freaking the speed reader here. He, wrote, me, yeah. he read those three paragraphs in uh, not even half a second. And like, nope, still gone. <laughs> and reviewed your three hour video at the same time, which was <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. I will say uh, YouTube recently, I did have someone review it and they, uh, and, and it, it turned out positive. So they reviewed, um, they said that uh, we could not monetize without your head anymore because there uh, it was reused content. Supposedly someone on YouTube thought we were just uploading a show that someone else made, I guess. I have no idea. <laughs> And so I had to go through, I had to film, uh, I had to make a video explaining and showing how we do the show. So I sat here in my little studio with my video and I had to show that I have multiple, uh, wow. I got two, I got a laptop, I got an extra screen here and the lightings and all these things and then go up in my room. And then I had to do a video of how I edit it with uh, the different programs. And like, it was nice that they were like, oh yeah, this is fine. But it was very time consuming and like seemed like yeah, and completely how often pointless. can that happen? Can that happen once a week? The That's next black thing, drop right. that like says, Oh, I'm offended by this. Like then you have to prove once again that because I mean that would be another way to like if they don't want people there and they want to push people out. Well, we're gonna make you justify every time you do a video. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's ludicrous. Yeah, on the wrestling show, literally every week. Um, it comes up that the show cannot be monetized because uh, it's like, I don't know what their reason. It doesn't, it goes against the standards. And so I started to uh, to challenge that. And every time but one, it's like 99% of the time, one time it didn't go through. They they come back and say, oh yeah, we, we manually reviewed this and it's fine. But the problem is that takes like three to four, three to five days and the first day is when most people watch it. So that's oh, yeah. the day you're going to get the most ad sales. So every wow. week I don't get the ad sales for that video when it first goes up and it gets all the views. Now, if someone, if someone happens to go and watch it, you know, weeks later, then oh, yeah. might be all right. But it's every single time as, as after the live show's over. Wow, that's just crazy to me. And another thing with the YouTube stuff um, is that, you know, so banned right but that is how many years of content yeah oh, god yeah that's like you know it's like that is become the internet archive right where people i was thinking about that facebook too <laughs> that's so true like a lot of people all their um their photo album is like is yep. contained on on facebook yes and it's really hard to download like you can't download like a, i'm gonna download this photo folder it's a really <laughs> yeah and with the YouTube and, and Facebook, and I know other social media, but those are two big ones that have been around so long that they have a lot of content. Like maybe you've got TikTok and a million tiny videos and oh, yeah. that, that too, but this is... Yeah, my my actually my wrestling uh, TikTok is, it was totally... Uh, I have no idea why. It was deleted. Really? Did I give you any reason for that? No. Wow. Completely oh. gone. I can't even log into it. Wow. No reason given. I tried to contact and just says it's been, it's been, you know, suspended, you know, forever. 
and there's crazy like, oh thanks yeah like yeah. really crazy stuff on tiktok you also have cute yeah. animals that i love but oh yeah kinds of some strange times we it live is. in yeah and, and actually, that, a couple know, of the Without Your Head ones recently were uh, not banned, but they were censored. So I just deleted them off TikTok because then they got no views because wow. they're censored. But th Damn. those were uh, some of the Diablo Joe wow. um, audio reviews. Really? Oh, no kidding. I think they were too graphic visuals, but I don't know. They weren't very good. Nothing's very graphic in them. So. And they give you no time. Mm. You know, it's that like, it's gone. You know, it's yeah. not like, hey, we're seeing this thing and do something about it or hey we're gonna get rid of you so download your content yeah yeah right. you have a like even if you couldn't upload stuff like here's so many days to download it all yeah. uh similarly uh when uh GoDaddy really screwed us over on, on without your head we had 17 years of content there and we i paid a lot of money for uh unlimited uh host and then one day they're like oh you're over your limit uh, it's like three days limited thing. okay yeah three days from now it's all gone i was like what the fuck and luckily tyler had like uh backed all this stuff up because uh, i don't wow. know how it done. and i still actually don't have all of it back up because it's 17 is like oh, very time consuming to re-upload 18 now. years of uh of, of content and wow. with like the social media you have all the content and you have all the conversations oh yeah so yep. any kind of interactions any kind of people making connections with each other with the creators whatever it is you've lost all of that yep. and it's it just sucks and i know they don't owe any like these are companies and they don't owe us anything and at the same time, it's like they also still make you to themselves a lot of money too. I mean, look at all they, they oh, get wow. a huge cut. Of, uh, if you get super chats, or uh, I'm sure the subscriptions are the same. Well, they are because I started. I you can uh, join the the Headyverse on the wrestling show. I just started that, and uh, and they take thirty percent right off the top, which is a pretty wow. big, pretty uh, pretty big percentage. You're not kidding! Damn. <laughs> Yeah, because they're still getting all their ad revenue and all that stuff. So, like, yeah, you only get a very small percentage of, thing, of the ad sales like, when they put ads on your stuff. Yeah, damn. Yeah, it's a scary, scary place. Wow. And it's but like, now they I, have these, you know, these giant uh, things on there. Uh, they don't need a lot of the smaller people's uh, yeah. money anymore. Oh, that's probably it. Yeah. So they're like, yep, screw the. You know, the people that have thousands of fans, we're just yeah. going to cater to the millions of fans. And they play to the extremes, too. Yeah. Like, I think all of us here are very moderate-minded, right? You know, it's like, I, I think we're where most people actually are. This is something Neil and I have talked about, too, is that there's, like, a lot of people are in this place where they can deal with reality and understand that things are not black and white. Mm -hmm. but everything plays to the extremes it's like oh, whatever yeah. the company yeah. is it's playing to one extreme or another like look at the what is it Bud Light they, they, oh, yeah. they were doing that because they're nice people they were playing to an extreme to make money not because they give a shit well maybe someone in there does give a shit but it's yeah, about right. money that's what it is it's marketing that's the bottom line yep. and then that didn't go so well and then they're like oh never mind <laughs> yep because we didn't really mean that we're sorry Yes. So I'm not saying that 
companies should not, um, by any stretch of the imagination, should companies not promote positive social causes and the rights of people. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's just that sometimes in doing these kinds of things for the wrong reasons, it, yeah, and it's weird because there's actually a lot of positive messages in in, uh, and there doesn't even need to be. I don't think either. You can, you should be able to make whatever you want, and if you don't want to say anything, that's that's your own prerogative too. But oh, yeah. there is a lot of social uh, commentary in in Troma. I think that's actually a really oh, big part yeah, of big the Troma. Time. The, the real the tr ones made by Lord Kaufman. Definitely, yes. Yeah. Not all of them, but I mean. Like I mean the the the, the ones made by Lloyd pretty much are they're all very heavily social yeah. commentary. But when you say trauma, it is a big umbrella of other things oh, that yeah. really might yes. not have anything to do with with Lloyd Kaufman himself. I'm just I don't know. I know I've gone like away from entertainment and more dark, but I just think about all of these. Yeah, like, well, I'm, I'm still stunned by this whole thing, so I'm I'm a little weirded out. It's. Sucks. Well, you did uh, another topic that I, I think I would like to talk about is because yeah. I just kind of reminded me of something you said there, and that is um, uh, the Oscars. And you know, whatever people can say, who cares about the Oscars? But it still is people recognize if something that won an Oscar that it's important and some Um So there, it used to be they had to have a theatrical release to to be up for an Oscar, and then there was you know ideas like. With the rise of streaming, does that is that even relevant? That's where I am. I don't think that's really relevant if it has a theatrical yep. release. But they let it where like, so like I went to see uh, the Irishman. It had a very limited theatrical release. I saw it at uh, the Coolidge, mm -hmm. and people think it was made for Netflix. It kind of really was, but it did have a theatrical release just so it could be up for an Oscar. Oh, I see. And I think personally they should just get rid of that, and it just. If yeah. it's a great movie, it's a great movie. Yeah, best movie of the year is the best movie. They went more regardless. the other way, where now it has to have a real theatrical release where it's got to play like so many weeks and at multiple theaters. So you can't just like, we're going to play it at two theaters over a weekend so it wow. can be eligible. And I've seen a lot of uh, independent filmmakers like think this is great. How can you I, think it's great if you're an indie? I have no, oh, that's I have no idea. Because I think this means you and anyone you know uh, will never possibly be eligible for for an Academy Award, and maybe you know a lot of stuff they make might wouldn't be anyway. But I don't under I really don't understand. I think some of them think this this will force the studios to release all these small movies for multiple weeks. But They're this crazy one, you think, if you they said, believe that when Annabel said like they didn't do this out of the kindness of the heart, you think the theaters is gonna. For one thing, oh my God. these smaller theaters that are hanging on but barely after COVID, yeah. they can't afford to play these movies that no one's going to go see for weeks. Yep. I mean, you're sure maybe some of them would think like that would be nice to do, but we just can't do it. We're, oh, yeah. Show this movie for weeks that no one's there or maybe three people are there. Yep. They're not yeah, going that that's not going to happen. Big theaters, what, small theaters, anybody. What's going like, to happen is. The movies that are going to be up, you're going to see a lot more movies that are just like blockbustery movies that some oh, of them of maybe deserve it and some don't. But if they, if they fill up like so many best movie things, you're going to see like wow. maybe you won't see Transformers or something. But you're going to see like, you know, big movies that just happen yep. to play a lot of theaters. 
Yeah. Wow. You're not going to see more deserving movies. No. Oh, no. Like, that's, yeah. Wow, and that's depressing. That's, that's terrible, too. Yeah, and I'm not saying just because you're a big movie, you're not you're not good oh, you either. You can movie. be. Yeah, yep. It shouldn't matter. Yep. Yes. But, but if, yeah, if you're an indie movie and like, you know, like back when, when like Woody Allen was making his like great movies and stuff, like he'd be kind of screwed on something like that, mm -hmm. you know? Wow, that's just crazy to me. I just can't wrap my head around that either. Yeah. And and nowadays, uh, like I said, Irishman is basically made for Netflix. Yeah. And uh, it's made by Martin Scorsese, and it's got it's got Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, and like it's got this giant cast. Now, years ago, that wouldn't have been made for that would have been a theatrical movie or whatever. But Martin Scorsese, I've seen interviews. He said he couldn't make it because he he couldn't afford the budget mm -hmm. to put it out theatrically. Netflix paid paid mil millions so he could make it. And that's just the future of movies. So, oh yeah. And what, what, what are, is it? Just some you're like an elitist that it has to be at a theater. Why can't a great movie be made for Netflix or Hulu oh, or whatever, Shutter yeah. or something? That seems like money related as well because smaller people can get audiences through streaming services. Oh, yeah. So is this Hollywood trying to squash out? Yeah, that's just nuts. Streaming stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's that's just never like an elitist happen. attitude, I yeah. think. I, I think that's being like really, you know, having your blinders on too, but by both groups, by you know, like the the Oscar people where they're gonna be like, Oh, we're not gonna we're gonna pretend this stuff doesn't exist. Well, yeah. it's around to stay. It's not like yeah. a trend, you know. Yeah, you can't you can't go back from it. I mean, let's get honestly, it's it's gonna get bigger, but and, and that's, if you're making day, small movies, then you're you're really doing yourself a disservice if you think that's a good thing. Yeah, at the end, how does that affect if if it, if if someone's acting is better or worse? For one thing, I know yep. it's a weird thing to even compare, but why would it be like, oh well, that one premiered on on uh, Hulu, so it's not as good as this other <laughs> one that premiered, yeah. you know, at, at the theater? That should be no concern at all for like. Yeah. An Oscar should be about oh, the actual yeah. performance yes. and, and the filmmaking. Yeah, that's insane to me. Because, I mean, you can dump, like, as many millions on certain things as you want. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the um, the uh, Amazon uh, Lord of the Rings series. Yeah, It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> they, they shelled out, like, you know, more money than they knew what to do with. And why like why didn't you get good writers and people that like understood what the what the fuck did you do it just blew my mind oh my goodness that's so funny oh my god i i, I actually never saw it now i kind of don't want to ever see it but yeah it's another it's mixed good. reviews thing i feel like it there really are is. things that i do like and there's a lot of things that i really had to like just live through hoping yeah. that the things that i liked would would persevere like uh the the gandalfy character person oh yeah the guy that, right? that like they're pretending oh we don't know who this guy is well i do i just started watching <laughs> this fucking thing i know could be on <laughs> we don't know 
but I like that character. So yeah, I was yeah, able he to was good. In there and, and that where... group, actually, that was about the only group that I really cared about. Yeah. Him and like the haircut halflings there. Like, they, they makes cool. me so annoyed. Well, oh, that was the worst. And then she just yeah. jumps into the, the ocean because she's going to swim back to Middle Earth. Like, well, yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah. Okay, you know. Yeah, the elves in general, I was like, no. Like, yeah. elf is, why does an elf have a regular short haircut? That's not. Yeah. I don't care <laughs> what so where they're from, what size they are, what color they are. No short haircuts on elves. I'm sorry. Yep. No. Yeah, oh, that was yeah. just so, wacky. Well, like you're saying, this, I mean, I don't know if, like, it's naivete to not just think, like, all of this is related to money, but it just seems like, I don't know, there's got to be some. Yeah, I think it's that, and I also think, I think it's kind of a combination, because also the idea, if you have these bigger movies up for Oscars, it's also going to be more ratings for the Oscars because people are more likely to watch it. Oh yeah. If yeah. like, you know, a big comic book movies up and I don't, I don't, I don't think that they should be, if there's a great comic book movie, I don't, oh, yeah. that's totally, I, uh, Heath Ledger should have been up for best actor and, uh, Joker should have been up for best movie, all these things. Yeah. That's totally yep. fine. But I think you're just going to see a lot more of that and ones that might not really d deserve that. Yeah, I think you oh, make absolutely. a perfect point because the um, the ratings for for that has gone down so much, and they're probably trying to think about like how do we make this? Yeah, you get the, the bigger quote unquote movie stars up, and then because it yeah. used to be back in the day, like the movie stars were in the big movies, but a lot of those big movies were still like. Uh, when I say good, I mean like something that you know would they could be both commercially good and oh, yeah. uh, critically good. Mm -hmm. yep. And I think uh, over time that's really splintered. Now there is always exceptions, but yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's just crazy though. I, I... Yeah. <laughs> this item number two that I can't quite wrap my head around tonight. Blah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's leaving a bad taste in my mouth. Both of these things. Yeah, and I feel like, well, what's what's the option for like the? I know people try to come up with alternatives to Facebook because people hate it for a variety of reasons, uh, and that's another thing. The extremes hate it because it doesn't yeah. compare to their extreme. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I always see when people say, "Oh, they're communists," and then the other side's like, "Oh, they're Nazis," and so yeah. <laughs> mm. And then there are people who think that those are the same thing, Nazis and communists. It's like they're not no, the same thing. But... No. Socialists aren't the same as Nazis. No, no. No. Yeah, it's it's so messy. I just wish there was like a neutral place for people who aren't fucking extreme. Yeah, because uh, for example. Right. For example, people have told me, oh, well, if you have problems on YouTube, go to Rumble. But yeah, but what, Rumble, they, they're the, you know, they say they're for freedom of speech. But if you go there, it's like, it's like, it's very, 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 very right wing. And so I don't really want to put without your head on that either. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
And if I like tell us, oh, we're on Rumble, they're not going to think, oh, they're just doing that to vote. They're going to think, oh, this is like, you know, the MAGA show, <laughs> the, yeah. the, the horror MAGA show. Like, yeah, that would be pretty disappointing. Yeah, 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 oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we probably get a different caliber of guests, but probably not people we miss going on. Well, I don't. Yeah, I, uh, right, right. I yeah, think yeah. I'd probably look around and just sneak out the back and say, "Okay, uh, this has been fun." Yeah, and life. I'm sure there are people on there who are totally fine, but the but the gist of you know that that's really what that. <laughs> oh yeah. We just need a neutral place to without your head is the neutral place to be. Exactly, we <laughs> are on a. We don't judge here. On a positive note, I want to mention that Devani pins. Yeah. Uh, the Black Mass trailer. Oh. Uh, oh. It came out finally, so you guys can check that out. I played here, but I don't want to get it. It's out, out. Like, yeah, the the trailer. That's exciting. And for audience members that don't know, if you're actually still listening after, like, our I'll pin it here. Devani posted it in without your head, and I'll I'll pin it up to. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, she was on the show what, like three months ago now, maybe. Yeah, not yeah. Maybe Probably about that. Two or three yeah. months. And, uh, yeah, and she's great, and she—I can't get into the the details, but I don't even remember what she said, so I don't want to describe it because I'm concerned that I'm going to describe the part she don't she doesn't want. Right, right, right. But it sounds amazing. It's horror. It's good. It sounds amazing. Neil, I, I lack the ability or the knowledge to uh, share a video. All so right. would you look up that zombicide from Come On that I showed you and uh, and Brian over the weekend? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Zombicide, yeah. Uh, because I know it's something Annabelle will dig, and I think it's something mm -hmm. that most of the fans will dig. And we yeah, need something exactly what you mean. that'll make and you feel good. Even though and it's zombies, will make you feel as good. far as I know, I don't think it's even. Uh, even though uh, I know it's made by the company Zombicide, I don't think it really is zombie. But is no, funny. I think maybe some of them are, yeah. but some of them aren't. Which give me a second here. Anyway, to see these. As figures yeah. just made me so happy. Yeah, don't don't say anything because I want Annabelle to be uh to. I think she'll and be. When I showed to. Neil and Leatherface, they both lit up, so it made me happy. We're a friend called. So we're gonna share this. Uh, Brian Ray. The first time I saw him, he had a chainsaw cutting down a tree, and I'm like, "You remind me." And ask Neil. Brian's a sweet guy. Yeah, it was funny. Well, I, the first time I met him, I was like, "What is? Who am I meeting? Is gonna be like some deformed <laughs> yeah. dude or something?" Wearing skin on his face, you know, just just a normal guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brian's pretty quiet, though. I will say that. Is he rock? Uh, he did no. a little bit, maybe. No. Okay, it's okay. It just makes him him. Not a bad thing. Nope, not at all. All right, man. He's just give me one second. Okay. Yeah. This is worth. This will be worth the wait because. Um, so here's the, here is the game itself. Okay. Oh, what? Yes. And then here's some nice. of the figures. So look, the, it's uh, even got the big foot. Uh, yeah, when you get the big foot on there, how can you go wrong? That's awesome. And they had Most like the, the my brain hurts guys as like their booster pack. That's amazing. So but you got Cleese doing the Ministry of Silly Walks. You've got yeah. the Lumberjacks in there. It's like, I have to get this now. 
Oh my goodness. I love Flying Circus. I know that, you know, I think most, at least my generation who is fans of Monty Python got in through Holy Grail. Oh, but okay. after Holy Grail, like Flying Circus is a whole other level of totally weird, like, if what say is it's, that? <laughs> Yeah. It's not that bad, honestly. Uh, you can pre-order right now for forty nine ninety five. Which, for Ooh, anyone who's into into board games, current board games, that's actually not a bad price. No, you get uh, twenty one miniatures, six survivors, seven zombies. So I think that's the regular game itself. But uh, yeah, Monty Python's Flying Circus Zombies. Come on, they make um, this new Marvel game that I love, and the figures so I think are so you great. Ooh. I think you might have to have the original game Zombicide, and then you buy this to play it. Yeah, but I'll just I'll just collect the figures. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right. You so know, I like just for this a chance to paint up like a John Cleese figure oh, and stuff. Oh, oh my god! god. Awesome. Like, Doctor Strange. Oh my god! He's so their, their figures are so great, and that's where I I found this one because like they they make the um the Marvel United game, and so then they also make this. Zombicide game, and it had a oh, cool. uh, Marvel takeoff too. So they had Galactus as a zombie. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta get this fucking thing. And then when I saw the Python, I was like, oh, you gotta yeah. be kidding me, Troy. Did you ever play Hero Clicks? Love Hero Clicks. <gasps> yeah, I got a million of them. I got, <laughs> I got bins and bins of Hero Clicks. Awesome. My. So uh... I think I really like the Zombicide game, though. I think you buy the actual game, which is kind of expensive. I think it's like $90. But then you could buy all these different expansions that you could play. Once you have the core game, then you can play all this other stuff. So I assume you could have the, maybe you could have the Python guys fighting zombies. I don't know. Oh, that would be perfect. That would be so awesome. So, um, Colleen asked if we went to, if any of us went to the farewell, the Monty Python farewell, the S that aired around the world. Did we go to that? Yeah, I even, I even though it was hot, I wore like a suit like they were in the. That's so awesome. We did go to that. All right, I wasn't yeah. sure if I was implanting like my own memories, <laughs> but. But I'm my, so my weird little that. come on side story. <laughs> I had never done a crowdfunding thing. Yeah. And so I even asked uh, Nasty Neil, "How do mm -hmm. I do this? Because I haven't a clue." Because their new one that's coming out for the uh, the Marvel United, they have yeah. a Fantastic Four set and then the Heralds of Galactus. So it's a Silver Surfer. It's Galactus. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm all geeked. I'm eight mm -hmm. years old again. And so as I kick my feet around and I say, I got to get it. I got to get it. I got to get it. But how much do I have to donate? And he's like, it doesn't matter because you'll get all wow. these freebies. So if you do like, so I, I found like a hundred dollar donation and I did all the stuff that I wanted plus a million freebies. I'm like, nice. awesome. So wow. this was February, I think. Yeah. So as soon as I, I put, yes, I will donate. Then I'm waiting. All right. Where are my figures? Oh, maybe I should read <laughs> this shit to see when this <laughs> stuff comes out. So it says it's, it's coming out in uh, April. So I'm like, okay, that's not bad. That's a couple months. I can wait mm -hmm. two months. So every day I would go to the site and I'd look and see, you know, what the, all right, we just started making the box art. We're doing this. We're doing that. And so then about a month ago, I'm like, okay, I should have had this shit by now. What's going on? 
So I look on the comments, and one guy said it, he mirrored me, and he was like, hey, where is my stuff? I've been waiting, you know. Mm -hmm. And they came back and like, uh, better check the year, champ. And I'm like, what does that mean? So then I go back and, yeah, it's 2024. Oh. So I was jumping oh. the gun a wee bit, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. So I'll show you guys the Galactus next year. And, you know. All right. I look forward to it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I found now I'm going to have to get the Python because that just is too oh. awesome. Oh, too cool. Where were we? Was that uh, Victoria's? No, no, I think this was actually it was like one of those chain places because I think we didn't we have we were running out of options. But where did oh. we go to see that? Oh, was it like oh, a late night like, thing? Was it Kenmore was or it Kendall? Oh, Kendall, right. Kendall. Yeah. The, yeah, the little the little guy. Look at that. You look the very serious there. Right. This is a pretty rock. It's it's actually a bit too big for me, but I I, I love that shirt. It's cool. okay. yeah. it's very nice. Yeah, that shirt's badass. I like it. And I bought some really bizarre jeans. I'm gonna take a picture of them tomorrow oh, and uh, post them on bizarre. Facebook. I bought bizarre them on jeans. one of these whacked. I get all these whacked out, which I noticed Annabelle post too. I've been posting them for a while. These whacked out Facebook ads. Oh yeah, I and I bought a pair of while, jeans though. from this crazy Asian website yes. for two bucks. And it's like, I, I don't know these. And I got them, and I, I think they're pretty sweet. I don't know. I'll supposed to picture them tomorrow. So they're assless chaps. All right. No. Awesome. Yep. Yep. There we go. They'd be, they'd be suitable to wear, to wear, please. <laughs> so I'll wear them sometime to dinner, even though you don't see Will my pants. Will I be on the more show. impressed than Zubaz? Probably. Do they have like 400 no. pockets or anything? No, that would Something be cool. bizarro. Be cool. No. Like the one leg, fourteen yeah, feet I long. I even thought of I was going to do a podcast where I just drink my morning coffee and go over all my Facebook ads <laughs> when I get up in the morning. That's what. Yeah, I started doing that because they're so. I'm like, what is this? Oh, there are some bizarro ones. It's yeah, true. so now I enjoy Facebook ads because sometimes <laughs> well, I actually yeah. think stuff is cool, like genuinely yeah. cool, and some of the stuff it's like. Some of those little guys I showed you, I bought from those Facebook ads. I'm really? telling you, they, I actually have gotten some cool stuff. I'll be honest. There's tremendous. a couple things here I got from my Facebook ads. Really? I got this on a Facebook ad, and it's really cool. Oh, oh, oh that's cool. mad cool. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me feel better about targeted marketing. Yeah. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I, I agree. I like it because, like, I'll get, like, ads for whacked out shirts, and I'm like, oh. oh well, guys, I got a swing. I guess. All right. So I will see you crazy kids next week. That would be Lloyd and Yeah, Lloyd and Troy, the the cast and crew of Saint uh Drogo. No. Yes. All right. Troy's uh Troy's almost in the movie thing. But Troy uh loved these guys when we had him on for uh one of his favorite horror movies of the last few years. Um I wouldn't do the full frontal though, so that was yeah, that cut me out. What they're really good guys. I'm really good for it. To this. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. It. I even be asked sweet. beforehand because there a few times has come up where I've had two guests and I won't name names, but they didn't like each other and I didn't know. And oh. So it comes into it. So I asked and they're like, no, we love Lloyd. So I, like, All right, I look perfect. forward to that if they came on like, fuck that guy. I, I think that would be great. Yeah. They're, they're big fans. So excellent. You know, <laughs> will you share my picture before Troy goes? Yeah, of course. Oh. Oh yeah, 
this 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 actually may be the that's actually the I'm not even joking. That's the site where I bought the jeans. Timu's um, everywhere. Wait until Timu's, you see my targeted I, I, ad. I buy Troy some some little uh, trinkets from Timu too. I like it. Is that where the um the Lego maybe not Lego figures come from? Yes, okay. yes. They're yeah, awesome. I, they're they're wild. I got him a Doc Ock guy from there. It's pretty cool. Yep. Look at that. Whoa! What the fuck is oh, that? I need one. <laughs> Like Frankenfrog. I need Frankenfrog with with a broken (laughs) neck. I need that. Like a kid, like just choking. (laughs) (laughs) We need to get a sponsor from Timu. Excellent quality. There you go. That's (laughs) okay. All right, that made my night. All right, good night, everybody. Good night. Are you saying? Yeah, yeah. All right, because I've got a little time. What are we doing right. here? We've got like I'm I'm learning the ropes of this place now. Now that we're uh, let me see. Oh, I put boogie. That's all right. We'll leave boogie girl, boogie girl, oh, that's girl boogie up there. I'm like learning the ropes of. Uh, oh, what did I do? Do you see what? what I did? Oh, I gotta get out of this because I'm about to do something I don't want. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Oh, what you're about to share screen or something? I was going to like do away. Not that bad girl boogie needs to be done away with, but I was going to take it down. But we don't need to take it down. We can continue to promote bad girl boogie. Yeah, it's uh, out. yeah, I think it's overlay two, which is up above. Oh. There we go. I don't know <laughs> what this does. What does this do? Oh no, that's why. Yeah, bring. No, <laughs> no, you weren't into that. No, scary. Why? Oh, you want it? You like it? <laughs> not bad, I guess. I don't know. So I decided today. Oh, look, you can see Toxie better. Yes. Then um, you can also see another T move. Fine. I don't see. There's like an overlay of without your head. Oh. These were these were uh, they're they're supposedly lawn ornaments, and I was like, "What the hell? What kind of whacked out person besides me would buy this for their lawn?" I, it's I so like, funny you say that. I forgot to post it. I garden gnomes, garden gnomes. Sorry. Yeah, garden gnomes. I uh, I went to Salem the other day, and I was wandering around like the actual neighborhood, seeing if I could find a sign in the window that they have room for rent. That didn't happen, but I did see, you know, like. There's a basement level apartments or a lot of sellers' basements, whatever. They've got that like tiny little window. So that was clearly a a basement apartment because on the brick ledge of that tiny window was a Freddy Krueger. Oh, really? And I was like, oh my God, whoever this is, I appreciate you. Yeah. (laughs) It was really great. See, we're we're going to get to grain. Everybody's like, they don't like this targeted ads. I'm like, I'm all for it. I would rather get ads for something I might get. Yes. Some just total whacked out uh, alien being uh, being uh, <laughs> being jumped to death than uh, than I don't know. Yeah, they wicked make me laugh. There's oh, there's like a <laughs> maybe this could be a new part of the show. Is our Facebook? I titled my album just what I always wanted. <laughs> oh, I see this one is peeing and the, what the hell? <laughs> and this one I've I've never bought anything from that site. I, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I just not. Did you have you shared this with the people? I'm going about to. 
It's so funny. Oh, I wish it was bigger. So it's like a urinal frog with like with like a spin. <laughs> so is it like a game? You try to hit it? Yeah, and I think it spins. You know, like it's, it uh, reminds me of like, like when you when you go to the fair and you have to shoot you have to shoot the squirt gun yes, into, into the into and then it, it, but yeah you need it needs it to get a balloon that. on it and you try to blow up the balloon if you hit if you hit the target. It does. But isn't that crazy? Colleen says, uh, "My friend got this for his son. Stop. It splashes the urine everywhere." <laughs> I like to leave that up uh, it's, and people be like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I also got an ad for a Macy's uh, Disney mini mouse personal device. It's a device. Uh, I've seen a few sexual things. There, there was one recently. It was like a, it was a personal massager. And then, like, it has suction cups you could stick to the wall. and Oh, very creative. Then there was... It wasn't Minnie Mouse-themed, was it? No, it wasn't. Because this is Minnie Mouse-themed, and it's really disturbing. You'll like the bear. I don't know if you're continuing to look at my stupid ads or if you want to share any of them, but... Well, here's this one. I like this. This is, like, a handful of babies. handful of babies you can get all your tiny little realistic babies mini lifelike baby newborn figure they're really well made but i don't think i need a finger-sized baby <laughs> Ew, I just colleen like says there's bluetooth controlled ones i think she's talking about the mini mouse earlier interesting <laughs> yeah mini mouse i know maybe it's like a nose hair trimmer it's got a very weird shape to it i don't right, know right. They're so calling here is I'm sure she doesn't know. Oh, and then there was the do you know what the company Nordstrom is? Yeah, yeah. It's very fancy. Mm -hmm. It's very yeah, there's an outlet in Boston I've been to. Right. And it's pretty and even fancy. the outlets were pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me let me share with you what Nordstrom decided to share with me. And I don't know why it's doing this because I'm not floating around looking at all kinds of weird ass sights. <laughs> There's the mini Macy's, yeah. That makes it even better that it's from Macy's. Right? I know. It's like, what is this? The bear is cool if you share the bear. I love the bear because I think that bear is probably a giant. I don't think that's a small bear. I think that's like a man-sized bear. <laughs> you Cody, see yeah, I'm getting to you. But it's also kind of scary. Like it's got this like dissociated look on its face. Yeah. He's just, mm. <laughs> what? Like, I don't know. Neiman Marcus. And then the Nordstrom item. Whoops. There's just so much. <laughs> <laughs> the Nordstrom butt plug. Yes. <laughs> I even got one from Amazon uh, the other day. I posted uh, Seth Heiss was replying to it. Look at that. They and it's, I like the packaging, though, because it's very, like, yeah, I you don't know what it would be. Lines, but I like those. Yeah, well, this butts. one over here kind of looks like a butt. They are. They're little butts. 
they're just different angled butts. <laughs> and then there's well, I, well if I'm gonna buy a butt plug, I'm gonna I would only get it from Nordstrom. <laughs> that's only the best for Neil Jones. And then there's this, I don't I don't know. Well, you can tell me that's enough, Annabelle. Uh, but there's this pill health force superfoods scram the, the name of it is scram and i i don't i don't know what it is i don't know what it does it says if you or them move them out yes dietary supplement herbal something for health i don't what's inside of me that i need to to have leave i don't know i'm not I'm not sure, but I'm concerned now. <laughs> Amber Gale says hello. You you picked the odd time to join the show, right? but hello. Welcome, Amber. Welcome to our show. I'm feeling like <laughs> I feel a little bit like we're in the old podcast days of looking at stupid shit. I have uh -huh. dude bombs. Dude bombs. Dude bombs. Dude bombs. Dude um, stank eliminator. Let it rip. <laughs> Is that what it says? It yeah. <laughs> my buddy uh, Bruce here. Bruce, I want to put one of them bears in the corner of my living room and just leave it there. Yes. <laughs> Bruce Did it have a good the, guy. It was, I think that was one of the, was that Neiman Marcus bear? Yeah, yeah. It's a cute uh, It had a metal bit in the center, and because of that, it shot straight in the middle of the person's chest immediately when the MRI came in. What? I don't know. I'm what sure that what for? that was in reference. <laughs> oh, did you hear about the person who wore a silicone butt plug in an MRI? Damn. Oh. <gasps> what? They sued Stop the it. butt plug company because it was advertised as 100% silicone. Why the fuck were they... Did they have it stuck and they were trying to figure out how to get it out? Like, is that one of those hospital nightmare scenarios that yeah, maybe like, they just went like wearing it? Like, I guess it doesn't matter if I'm wearing this to my MRI. I don't know. I do not know. All right. I'm trying to find this uh, thing I posted the other day that Seth uh, replied to. What the fuck, Colleen? Seriously? They just wore it in there? I don't know if you're wearing a butt plug into your MRI, maybe don't. I know that like that wasn't their plan, but it's right, just right. like, I don't know. Maybe, no, no, you shouldn't have it go straight into your, straight to your middle of the chest. I have to see this new story. I'm just like MRI butt plug. I'd like to think Google will figure that one out. FDA so yeah, this was on Amazon and it's made by it's edible poop. What? It's like a it's like a game for kids to to uh Ew. promote promote STEM education in a fun way. That's not yeah. No, that's not, not something you want your little kid to, to learn and right. And... <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, uh Ambra. She said, I thought there was a uh, talk about death metal. Yeah. Oh, that uh, the first hour and a half of the show uh, was our, it was our um, death metal interview. So, uh, but that, that was, yeah, ago. that was quite a ways ago, yes. but yeah, we had um, a great interview with the guys from death yes. metal. Check it out. If you want to see that, 
this is live yeah. recording. It will be up, and the guys are there for over an hour. That yeah. was a great interview. Now we're just being fools, but the interview itself is legit and good, and their movie was amazing. So please forgive us for being weird. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, the, you you lucked out. You made it now. So yeah. What were we talking about? Butt plug straight to the heart. Yeah, and here, uh, what is now? Is that life size? They're actually that big. Apparently, it is. Damn. You yeah. think that would cost like a thousand dollars or something? Either that, or they've got a very small model. She's very far away. It's all, it's all trickery. Now I've got this. Oh my goodness! What just happened here? What did I do? I don't even know. You're looking up MRI butt plugs. I was, but I've got so many tabs open. I have, like, you know how there's windows? I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven windows open. And each one of them, of course, at least has one tab. And many of them have many more. Our uh, our pal, uh, Strange Nocturnal, actually, he's uh, going to do, he wants to do a... Um... For Halloween, yes, he wants to do a um, an unplugged version of his uh, "Without Your Head" theme. Yeah, does he like me anymore? I'm putting him on the spot. <laughs> oh, I assume so. He said he you was going like to. He was going to ask. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, he said he was going to ask you about uh, oh, cool. about what instruments and stuff. So that's awesome, and I appreciate that. That's cool. I'm ha I'm happy for that because Stranger, yeah, you're strange he, he was in here earlier too. I think yeah. Super super talented. Like I've always loved listening to your stuff. Always. The intro yeah, he's you watching guys right now too. With this. us is really phenomenal. So that's that's cool. I love yeah. Uh, mini poo powder. I don't know what that does either. But it's mini poo powder. I wonder if the um, if what Amber Gales target has like. Now they might be worse after after this show. Oh, that would be sad. You're gonna discourage people from watching. Or better, or better. I mean, better. It'd be better. Entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, right. Consider this entertaining. Less boring. Yeah. Hmm. Trying to find. I had this weird ad yesterday. It was for this thing that said it makes you more beautiful, and it was just this weird thing that you suck on. <laughs> oh, I remember seeing stuff like that in Japan. They were like things that would. That like, well, it's an Asian woman doing stuff. it. Yeah. Yeah, they were crazy. It's like this is. Yeah, I don't know. What else? Oh, yeah. No, I like these. These these are cute. These little French fries. Aren't they super cute? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would buy that. Yeah. Aww. I like them very much. They're quite adorable. So yeah, this Sunday, uh, by the way, we're oh. going to be doing the live, I do want to rem remind people of the live dinner and a movie. And so I don't know if we're probably do both reviews at the end. I don't know. But either way, 
Stay tuned. We don't have the exact time, but stay tuned on it. We'll be on the lookout for YouTube and on the Facebook group. Um, Cause maybe we'll even do a couple live like uh, updates while we're out. And then yes. at some point though, either we'll do a review of the one and then the review of the other after, or we'll do one show where we review both movies at the end. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? Pay attention. And <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, we and don't know either. It right. will be recorded and in existence. Exactly, so. exactly. But if it's live, you can join in and uh, and talk with us. That'd be fun. Yeah, like like if you're live now, it's right, right. the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it's a lot, a lot. This has been quite a show so far. What time is it? It's not terrible. Yeah, it's getting pretty close to the... Uh... Did you see The Block? No. That one is a good one. The Block. What the hell is this? That that well, I'll stop pressuring you about my ass. <laughs> it's just the it's just the what is it? It's just like a block of like substance. It didn't it didn't tell me. It's like kryptonite or something. Look at the price tag. Sixty three. Damn, five pounds of this stuff for only sixty three fifty four. I could make a candle, but there's no wick. Oh, yeah. That's a lot nothing. of... It's literally nothing. Like, it's I don't expensive for wax. I guess not literally nothing. But it's yeah. accomplished... See, it appears to accomplish nothing. I don't know if you throw it at people. Is it, is it radioactive? I don't know. Oh, maybe it's a weapon that, like, melts away after you mm. use it. So that would, I know that it's like, yeah, what the uh, people have brought up before about, like, using an ice dagger. Like yes. you get like a sh an ice and then you kill them and then it melts away and so there's no there's no weapon. That would not be easy to pull off in this weather. That's true. That's true. Paperweight. That's a mighty paperweight. It'll do. Mm, maybe a five pound paperweight. Three and <coughs> eight cents or whatever it is worth of paper weighing down work. That's Colleen says anything point. is a weapon if you're brave enough. You could also say the same thing about the butt plug, butt plug earlier. Anything is a butt plug. A butt, butt plug, plug if you're brave enough. <laughs> that's a t that's a great T-shirt. <laughs> a new without your head slogan. Exactly. I'll have and to then I'm like, I thought you were talking about horror movies. I have <laughs> to be man. I wish I didn't have to work for it anymore because I'd be up all <laughs> crazy butt things. <laughs> oh by the way colleen because she uh very nice of her donated to the website and so i sent her a package of goodies and one of them she was very happy because she had not ever seen it before since so she's relatively new to the show and she got herself a happy the ghost magnet i was wondering if that's where this was going. i have two now they're living next to each other oh, and nice. having a very blissful time together. Yes, yeah, so she has one because I just found some recently uh, that I still oh, had. Nice. So maybe we'll put it up for people would like to get one. It'll be fun for like donations yeah. to the site. You get one, and um, so she got oh. one. And a filmmaker friend of mine asked for one, and so I sent him one. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I do miss drawing the drawings. It's a whole new world, but I'm here. I'm making the podcasts work. Yeah. I'm so very tired but and starving. But I have too. I actually haven't had dinner tonight. So I'm, I was going to go get late dinner tonight. Uh, I had a smoothie for lunch and then I had a 
a cup of of uh, chicken soup. Yeah, at like seven thirty, I had yo my normal yogurt, fruit, rice cereal. Yeah, I'm planning on having the the remainders of my uh, scallops for dinner. Colleen, yes, I have a friend who originally an adult friend who originally thought it was just waving. It's just waving. Yeah, so uh, yeah. uh, someone in the same way they thought it was they were put, actually putting out their hand to shake it. They thought exactly. That's it's it's art. You can think whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah, as she said, art is subjective, right? Exactly. So earlier today, when I decided I needed to get a coffee, I was looking at like I I I've decided that this is not last time. Bill was like, "What's up with your hair?" He said it much nicer than that. But what's up with your hair? Like, oh, it's this fashionable shullet thingy. And then I went out and I had my, like, Boston Underground Film Festival thing. I had my, like, purplish sunglasses on. And my hair must have been, like, this or something. <laughs> that was like, pretty cool, I actually. I crazy yeah. person hair now. Like, it's just, like, <laughs> it's just madness. I'm like, this is good. I, I'm going to grow into this. Thank you very much. I do it myself, which I don't know if I should brag about right now but yes so i'm just gonna go out in public and embrace my i don't know how it's working for me right now but let's see no go back go back go back that's all cool thanks yeah you should do it i have uh, you some should. stuff here you do should do your, your facial hair dude if i can do all the shit i have to do yes did you just have that close at hand? Look at that. How it's too much work. Shut up. Too much. Someone work. actually suggested to use uh, uh instead of actually something for beards and mustache, something for your hair. And it, it, it does work a lot better. What is it? Um, this is uh fiber wax. What's the brand? Old spice. It must smell. Is it very old spicy? Look at no, that. that actually has so no odor. In my opinion, it's like almost like the Salvador Dali mustache. Yeah, that's why I uh, actually shave on the sides here just so this can stick out a little better. Yeah. Colleen, what do you think? There's two people watching right now. Colleen and whoever else is here. Yeah, That's not completely <laughs> accurate, but yeah. Well, oh, it's not? Oh, mm -hmm. good. Oh, because that's only through like one thing yeah i i'm not really yeah. even sure how that worked because it's never you, accurate at all colleen you could also say it's stupid neil can take it oh let your hair go natural i when i have if i hopefully will get silver hair because i would stop doing a lot of my maintenance here i would just have color but yeah, I'm working on a butt cartoon, just so you know. So what should the object be? What do you think? For what? The object. Name name an object, Neil Jones. A large object. Hmm, a tree? Could be a, a tree. And, uh, a pyramid? Uh, <laughs> a, um... I got, I'm already on, on the way. Right, I'm, already, right. I'm already working it out. Do you remember the dog one I did? Hmm, the dog one? The, the, dog. The, dog. the what? The guy in the dead dog cartoon? No. You, 
I would probably, I'd probably, if I, as soon as I see it, I'd probably, oh yeah, I remember that. But I don't oh yeah, remember that. Remember. You just, just wait, folks. This is going to be a totem pole. That's a good one too, Colleen. I don't know why this person looks like a baby. So I'm going <laughs> to, this is not a baby. I'll give it some hair. All right. Okay. So what was what was the phrase? Uh anything can be a butt plug if you're brave enough. <laughs> it's like that's very festive. It's like a Christmas tree. Yeah, you said a tree, and I'm like, a tree it is. Yeah. That's that, that, that that's gonna be the official Christmas <laughs> shirt for for with Tiger Head this year. Nice. What do you think? That's a more. Is this gonna be <gasps> will we get banned? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and uh Colleen loves it. I'm happy. I'm happy Look at this. Be. Colleen says he looks like a pirate, and then she adds pirates are hot. Yep. Pirate Jones. How do they come up with pirate names, by the way? Isn't there some, you know what, someone, who was it? I think it's a mutual friend posted about how people will have these, like, what's your first name and your last initial yeah. and the color of whatever. And it's like, those are all things that they need to break in, like, for passwords. Plus the street. Well, it's true, yeah. but at the same time, like, are they going to get, what, 50,000 people's passwords? Uh, I don't know. But, but I'm just saying. So the point being... I wonder what Neil Jones' pirate name would be. If you, uh, some of that stuff, um, like they could get most of this stuff just looking at your Facebook anyway. So, mm. uh, I went to the pi, uh, image, imagine forest, and they have a pirate name generator. And mine yeah. is Evie Sharkbait. Where did you? I just wrote in, uh, a uh, pirate name, and then so this website called imagineforest.com. Just pirate name. Here's one. I I see it. Yeah. I, let me do it. I hit random. Another one came up. Okay. Uh, well, Captain Sylvester Shadows. I mean, that's pretty cool. That doesn't really but is that for you or for me? Can... I don't. Admiral Henry Hart. You don't even put a name or anything. Let me just say I the next one I get. One. What you get? I've got Silvera or Silvera Snake Eyes. Oh, that is a cool one. I like that. Right? That's cool. I will stick with Silvera Snake Eyes. This one's Sarah pretty cool. Silvera the Third. Oh my lord, Colleen. Man, that's awesome. That's very classy. I'm a classy Sarah man. Silver Tooth Samuel. That's pretty good. But yeah, I like this one better, Sir Sir Mustachio the Third. <laughs> yeah. Or oh, pirate, pirate face. Hmm. Pirate McPirate face. Hey, that one's not bad either. Bruce says uh, you'll get a Timu ad for the Christmas ornament tomorrow. Yes, I will buy it tomorrow. Yeah. Bruce is also an artist, so uh, oh, Bruce, yeah. if you yeah, if you sent, if you ever want to send in any pictures you draw, let me know. We'll oh, share it on show. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not tonight because uh, we'll probably be going soon. But uh, soon we're gonna open up the uh, where people can video in. So if Bruce or Colleen or whoever. Would like oh, to uh, brave of you. Hmm? Do you have to accept people, or do they just pop up? Uh, I'll have to add them in. Okay, that's they'd good. be across the bottom. I know, Bruce, to, uh, I know Bruce. I know Bruce. He's he he's Bruce is fine. 
He's not. Oh, gonna not be. Bruce specifically, but just like. Oh, I understand. I'm thinking of earlier in the night when I had to do. Oh this. yeah, no, no. Yeah, because yeah. some people are just dicks and mm -hmm. just try to make trouble. Yeah, on um, Zoom, you don't. Yeah, uh, uh, I had out of the show because someone when we were using Zoom called yeah. into without your head, and they were like, uh, they just started showing porn videos. So I. I what? Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's people are stupid. Whoop whoop. <clears throat> whoop whoop. Someday I'll have a laptop to video it on. There you go. I... Yeah, you can also use phone, but yeah, laptop's probably best. All right. Well, I had a wonderful time tonight. I have as well. We've been all over the map and yeah. back again. I'm in favor of that. I like that. Yes. So we're ending on a on a high on a high note. Mm -hmm. Up high note. Oh, you can see the little butt dude, right? Do I have yes, to please, I love it. You? I love it. Closer. <laughs> Closer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. Well, I want those lines. What do you think of this? So this is a wrestling figure I have. And I think the picture they use on the back is it's uh of uh, Cody Rhodes. Like, no, grabbing something off the shelf. Boys, look at him. <laughs> That's not the greatest photo, <laughs> or maybe it is the greatest photo. I don't know. I have. I'm like Care Top. I have all stuff I can pull out. This is my wrestling buddy of Sting. Dang. I like that. <laughs> that one. That's the one. Oh, I. Then when I put him back over here, it did one, two, three, because he's laying on his back. He got pinned. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Does it do that for all of them? I would assume. I don't know. It's the only one I have. Oh. Uh, why Sting of all of the ones you could get? Well, because uh, these are new AEW ones, and it was cool that they made Sting, who's a. He's 63, and he came back. He They came to AEW, and he's wrestling. And I was like, "That's I think that's pretty awesome. Definitely going to be his last run. A 63-year-old guy still in the ring wrestling. Sting. So it's cool. So Colleen, let us know. Going to AEW. Oh, I am too. I, I got tickets uh, for Troy and I. All right. Did I just get super bright? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened. Oh, I, for, at first we said that. I thought, Ooh. Yeah, I'm going. It's uh at the uh, TDK Garden, the former Boston Garden, whatever it's called now. T TD Bank Garden. Yeah, used to. I hate that all these, these uh, places are they're named just after stupid after shit now. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Dunkin' Donuts Arena. Yeah. Uh, in a way, like that. So it's good for AEW. They're going to the big stadium, but I did like it when they were going to the smaller one because I do think it's it's there's not a bad seat in the place and it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of cool like small theaters yeah so but I'm good for them but they just announced i don't know if you saw this colleen uh, on that show the main event's going to be blood and guts which is uh like a five on five cage match with blood Whoa. and guts so it's gonna be very exciting are you going with troy boy yes mama bear going mm. no 
Troy might even go to the casino with me after because uh, the A he watches not only he watches as much AWTV as me, but he also watches their video show, being the elite. And apparently, they go to casinos. Maybe we shouldn't say this. Yeah, but yeah, they go to casinos a lot after the show just to have fun. So he thought maybe if we went, we would run into some of that. Yeah, people. it's public information. You can share it. Yeah, he didn't learn it from like they whispered it to him. Right, right. Yeah, so that would be fun. Or maybe you don't want to have competition. Yeah, if it's open, because actually I saw, um, not Dan Wynn's going to care watching this, but uh, Encore Casino, the uh, employees are going to go, we're going to go on strike if they weren't uh, paid better. And I think it's uh, by this weekend if they don't, if they don't. Um, wow. Well, I mean, they yeah. make a fortune. They should treat their employees. Yeah, well. good for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's not easy work. Mm-hmm. And I'm, uh, yeah, uh, even, you know, everyone there, they're on their feet uh, almost all the time. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who treat them just like servants, mm-hmm. you know, so, but regardless, it is, that kind of work is hard. So yeah, they should get paid well. I'll let you know about where we're sitting, Colleen. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to look on, I don't know offhand, but maybe we'll in the same area. I don't know. It'd be fun. Yeah. Very, very cool. So, what is it changing color? I don't know, but you did get like uh, I don't know what happened, but very. Yeah. It might, I bet it was when you put the uh, the picture into the camera. Oh. I wouldn't worry about it till next time. I bet it'll uh, probably when you. Re- ah. oh, there. Oh, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I had great skin when that was happening. <laughs> But all right, so here we are. It's been a, a nice long evening of chat of all kinds. And Lots of cool guests coming up in July. Um, we'd mentioned next week is the casting oh. crew of St. Drogo and Lloyd Kaufman. Got some really cool um, uh, guests coming on from like fifth classic 50s uh, sci-fi horror movies I'm very excited yeah. about. Uh, the last living cast member of Robot Monster, Greg Moffat. Uh, that just came about today, so that's going to be happening. How did that uh, happen? They're putting out the uh, uh, remastered Blu-ray of Robot Mas- Monster and offered uh, an interview. I was like, whoa, yes, yeah, of course. That'd be amazing. Yeah. What about Invaders from Mars? It's yeah, we got weird Because I brought that up. Like That's mm-hmm. the whole reason I came on that night, is because you guys were talking about all these movies. These right. Movies. And I'm like, Invaders from Mars. Same way, the oh, special edition, I think from the same people, they're putting out the special edition That's Blu-ray. So cool. And uh, so he may actually be on live. I'm actually in, in oh, nice. currently trying to set that up. Um, yeah. He's going to be on, but he'll either be live or we'll have to record yeah. it, obviously. But but yeah. uh, we have two weeks right now that are completely free. So I'm going to see if either of those work oh. for him. And if not, then we'll probably record it. Sounds good. Earlier, uh, it was you know, it was last year. What was the movie? I had uh, from the same people. It was uh, one of the only uh, cast members still around. From um, it was another fifties uh, uh, sci-fi horror movie. It's like the something about the brain. The brain from the brain that wouldn't die. No, it's the oh. brain from something. Let me find this. Um, another brain that wouldn't die. The brain that like the brain from euros or something oh hmm. let me 
see here. The Brain Eaters, the Brain That Wouldn't Die, the Horns with Brains. Or is it the, the Brain from Planet Eros? Oh, that's interesting. From Planet Eros, eh? Mm -hmm. I know which which god that is, or which cherub, or whatever you want. What is that? Oh, Arous. I thought you meant Eros, E-R-O-S. Oh. But A-R-O-U-S is part of, yeah, so there's an awesome picture here. It must have been uh, a year ago this month, because that's when we're in my uh, pride. Oh, nice. I'm going to, um, I think this, this is Joyce Meadows. Very cool. It was very cool to have her on. So the I same think. folks are putting out the uh, robot monster. And, and uh, that was a picture Troy drew of the brain. I put it on the screen. Oh, cool. Um, check out the brain picture I just sent along. From that movie. Yeah. Yeah, the movie's wild. I, I think I have the Blu-ray around here somewhere because I had it up on the screen. What's that? Is that from the same movie? Yeah, it's from the movie. It looks yeah. awesome. I think it's super cool. And I think most brains fly solo, but not here. Are they trying to like mate with him? I'm not sure. Kind of looks like that. It looks like a um there'll be a isn't there a DD monster looks like that? Oh, I don't know. With the stalks? With the brain, they're like the something the ego eaters or something. Oh, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know why I can't think of that. Are you talking about the brain that's got the um, beak? It's got Maybe. Legs. I can't remember. I think. Brain, legs, beak. Dungeons and Dragons brain monster. Oh, you poor people. A grell? Intellect devour. Oh. Ego eater, intellect devourer. I was close. All right, because I've got one that's called the Grell, and it's another brain monster, but it's got a beak, and instead of legs, it's got ooh, tentacles. I see. Yes. I'm trying to find an old, like, I'm pretty sure it was in one of the original monster manuals. But... I think you are correct. See, growl. Yeah, it's like basic just a monster. It's like a brain with legs, the intellect of yeah. war. Pretty cool. Mm, yes. All right. Oh my goodness. I am so fucking fine here. Alright. Well, we're gonna take yeah. off. I had a great time. I had a great time as well. I'm gonna go take a nap, prepare for my work day tomorrow, and then the weekend comes and I yeah. go to an amazing concert for Sparks. Yes. And then I go out to these two cool movies, hopefully cool movie. Well, one of them is cool. And hopefully the Indiana Jones one will be entertaining if nothing else. Yeah. And uh, Yeah. And we'll see all you fine people, hopefully, if you're watching it live. And if yeah. you're not watching it live, you can maybe watch it live or you can watch neither live. Exactly. Yeah. But we prefer, then you could come on and say hello and stuff. By the way, Mike, uh, the earlier guest, says that uh, Kyle just texted him to say he had a lot of fun hanging out with Awesome. Uh, so Very you. cool. I want to check out his band. I recognize the name. There's names yeah. that I recognize, but I don't 
Like I know Cannibal Corpse. I was going to mention them because their covers of their albums are really crazy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to investigate more. From Fleabag. What's Fleabag? Fleabag sounds familiar. Fleabag. I don't know. Colleen, help me. I don't know what you're talking about, but now I feel like I'm supposed to. I'm under pressure. Fleabag. Fleabag. I thought she was just like insulting me or something. Fleabag. Mama, Phoebe. A dry I don't think I've ever seen woman. this. It's a TV show. A, a dry series? woman known only as Fleabag has no filter as she navigates life and love and love in London while trying to cope with tragedy. The angry, grief-riddled woman tries to heal while rejecting anyone who tries to help her. But Fleabag continues to keep up her bravado through it all. Comic actress Phoebe Waller-Bridge stars as the titular character on the series, which is based on Waller-Bridge's 2013 one-woman show of the same name. Interesting. And there we go. Yeah. Yeah, Colleen says, yeah, won an Emmy, and she's in the new Indiana Jones movie. So that's very cool. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for filling in those blanks. Yeah. And a big thanks to Timothy Fife for uh, Music of the Month this month. He's I know the man. Fabio Fizzi interview didn't happen because he's busy, but it will happen uh, in the near future. And when it does, uh, we're going to include uh, Timothy's uh, yes. music. Our, our man, the family man, good yeah. Timothy Fife. So start next month will be the Antibodies, who actually, who oddly enough, did the theme song for the new James Balsama movie. So that's very cool. And that was just a total coincidence? Yeah, a total coincidence. Very oh, weird. I was also wondering, maybe, I didn't want to ask him to put him on the spot, but I'm wondering if he will let Incantation. I was wondering the same. Yeah. I didn't want to put him on the spot, be like, be our music of the month, and him be like, ah. Yeah, because I don't know, you know, with uh, copyright and everything and stuff, yeah. 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 When he's not here. But he mm -hmm. said he has other music, musical projects. Too. Well, that's very true, too. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Could so, be one of his other bands, yeah. We shall see. Yeah, we'll look into that. That would be super cool. But check out Death Metal. I really liked it. It was very fun. Yes. And well that made, one guy. Cool gore. It was a great villain. He actually, I didn't want to say it. I assumed that they probably wouldn't mind a super over-the-top divisive movie. But the, the vibe I got from that character, the producer dude, mm -hmm. was... Um, the producer in Serbian film. Oh, interesting. interesting. He's like, ah! and yeah. very like disconnected from yeah reality and human needs. <laughs> I recently tried again to get him on the show, but I don't even know if he speaks English or anything. But uh, I've never had any luck. But who the director? Uh no, not um the, not some the of the cast, some of the cast director in the cast. Yeah, the the man, the guy who plays the producer in uh, producer. So, yes, 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 that guy. Yeah, I tried to get some cast members on when um, New Village Video was uh, has the uncut version of the movie, but um, no luck. Again, I don't actually don't know if they if if any of the cast even speaks English, or maybe they don't even want to be associated with the movie anymore. I don't know, but it's possible maybe they don't want to be associated with you. Yeah, because if you look at a lot of them, uh, uh, a lot of them uh, have done like uh, you know some more a lot of mainstream stuff too. Oh. Uh, I saw you posted that up and I saw it real fast and I just saw the word plug. I, I agree. Plug. I was thinking that yeah. plug. And now I see it. Shameless plug for metal for friends, metal band 
Lucis? Yeah, Lucis. Interesting. We'll have to look this in, look into this. If they're horror ask, maybe you know, we'll see. Look into them. Well, bass player is cinematographer for local independent. Oh wow, that's a good fit. Then yeah, well we will look into them, Colleen. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, anyone out there? If you have a cool uh, horror esque music uh, bands that you you know think would fit, yeah, not a guarantee. Right, and uh, there will be the (laughs) well. The music of the month is obviously can only be 12 a year, but I'm um, also going to be starting doing uh, a podcast every month where it's going to be a bunch of tracks for the uh, mixtape. So, uh, you know, there's more spots on that. That's great. Um, okay. So we've been trying to like say our goodbyes for a half an hour. Right. So goodbye. It's been a pleasure goodbye. to be here. And farewell. And, yes. We will be back next week for a whole new month here on Without Your Head. Please subscribe. Hit that. So even if you're watching, wherever you're watching, also please subscribe on YouTube. Hit the uh, like button. Supposedly this helps algorithms. I have no idea. Hit the little bell icon. You'll supposedly get notifications when we go live. Uh, And uh, follow us everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, all these things and subscribe on spotify wherever it is and a big help is to help share it so mm-hmm. you like the show share it out so your buddies can check it out it's a good time i believe that's how we colleen she found us through james lamont so really yeah cool. very nice all right so here we go here's all right one. Thank <laughs> you.